I think of, uh, I think of everything. Okay, buddy. Yeah, like Do you know who I'm I am. Sure. Who are you? Formerly uh, well, known as the home cooking hunter. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know who I He's am. Like, no, who are you, bitch? <laughs> Bear Grylls is scared of you, bro. Welcome to That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel. Sitting across from me is the booze, Jeremy, the Kitchen White Law. Meh. Next to him is our pit master and producer, Mr. Matt Farr. Levels, levels. And last but not least, the sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. So, guys, we've got a lot of craziness going on in America right now that's been related to this freaking weather. But first, we're going to do what we always do. We got to catch up. So, guys, what's been going on? Well, first off, speaking of being warm and toasty at home, Stacy, we need that sourdough update. <laughs> mm. I have no update. <laughs> so caught off guard right now. <laughs> I, I, I have no update, and I've been dreading it because I'm like, oh, I really should have started it today. But we've been, we've had our hands full this whole past week. Um, it's we've had something. I know it is always something. I'm sorry. <laughs> Full time mom, a nurse, uh, a, a running a business. Excuses. I love that. <laughs> oh, Stacy, I'm busy over here being a full time dad and working a job. You know, yeah. and somehow I make sourdough. Yeah, no, we had our son's eighth birthday, and we had a bunch of boys over this past weekend. We've been planning the party and all of that, and uh, that was super fun. I don't know if you guys were able to see that on my it was, Instagram. That was our first like full blown bunch of kids oh bunch of guy, kids with you know friends my boys that freaking family. Out, I can't talk yeah bunch of kids over spending the night overnight kind of a party you know for the first time us in charge of just random children yeah a super spreader event it yes. was a super spreader <laughs> event but oh my gosh it was so much fun like you know whenever you would say like okay we're gonna have a bunch of boys over for a sleepover it's like yeah have fun with that you will drop our kids off and we're going on a date night but we had so much fun. Like it was incredible. It was a little hairy in the beginning because they literally were like freaking wolverines running it was like around you took our house. A, like you opened the cage and they they just ran loose. Tasmanian devils. Yeah, Joel, I saw your stories about that with the uh, tents and stuff. I don't know if that's something you're planning to talk more about, but yeah, all I could think the whole time was. I really want to go rent some of those out for my own house and just not even have anybody else over. I just want to like hang out in the, the tent forts. That would be pretty sweet. Well, that's what I told her. I said, you need to have some like adult versions of these so that, you know, for girls nights or like guys nights or anything like that. Cause as soon as my friends saw it, I'm actually um, heading to a girl's weekend this coming week. And, um, my friends saw it and they were like, can we get our, can we get some of those tents? Cause we want to sleep in those. I mean, there's a kid in all of us. You know, yeah, Matt. For your birthday, we should see if we could rent them, and they could do like a uh, a a Ken Forkish theme, like flower, water, salt, yeast theme tents, and uh, and we, we could have a, a sleepover, a boys only sleepover there. That'd be uh, great. Like, I make would some probably then make uh-huh. it a priority to have my starter. <laughs> 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 I'd be so stressed about planning the perfect birthday for Matt and his Ken Forkish theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to do this so bad. 
Well, <laughs> uh, you know what? We'll probably have, like, might have to make it happen for myth of Matt Faw. But um, <laughs> it was cool, dude. Yeah. 40 bucks a tent. Uh, she provided the air mattress, a sheet for the air mattress, all the decorations, Balloons. lights, snack trays, all that jazz. And then it was a $70 setup and takedown fee. But- and like those like plug-in lights that like gl- made the wall glow blue and like different things. And then we had like a galaxy light that like put stars and like laser stuff all over. But those so- kids, dude, I'm talking like I have not seen these little bodies crush so much liquid in food. I mean, I guess we used to do it, man, but I mean, copious amounts of refills, four bags of popcorn, three pizzas, two bags of Doritos, and about 30 packs of gummies were consumed Mm. in probably five hours. Yeah, and so I had bought these like clear cups that had lids on them with the straws that we were just refilling and we made, like it was Fortnite themed, so we made slurp juice. I took like blue Gatorade, added some more blue dye to it to make it dark, put green high C at the bottom of the cup and then poured the blue so it kind of like layered it. And they, I mean, I would make it and I'm like, it's so pretty. And five minutes later, they're slamming them on the counters. They're like, refill, please. Why don't do it over here? <laughs> now, yeah. You answered my question before I could ask it. I was going to ask how many two liters of Mountain Dew you went through that night. Just because <laughs> that's how we used to roll whenever I was, I was younger. Yep. <laughs> the surge back yeah. in the day. If we had given them caffeine, I don't think I'd have a house standing anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, they were great kids. They were very respectful. Oh, and, they were, know, just, they were wonderful. I, you couldn't expect anything anymore appropriate than what, you know, little messes here and there and that kind of stuff but it was a lot of fun so sure so sorry i didn't start my sourdough yeah seriously. and it's not gonna happen <laughs> this to week say, either no sourdough mm-hmm. and, yeah. and i'll tell you this and i know it sounds like an excuse and i'll tell you this right now i'm flying if it sounds to, like a duck <laughs> yeah i know i know I'm, I'm flying to florida for um three nights to go with my one of my friends has property down there and um I think, what is it? Five five of us girlfriends are going down and we're spending just the weekend um, in Florida. So I thought, well, I, I can't rely on Joel to feed my starter. So <laughs> we are true. going to start it. Mark my words. My stamp. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> stamp. When I get back from Florida, Shoot. you can ream me out if I don't start it. Yeah, I'm going to do that either way. So. I'm scared. I will <laughs> be so scared. I will be so scared that I will do it. Yeah. We'll see. But you've been saying that for like two years now, though. I know. <laughs> she hasn't. She hasn't. Yeah, he, hey, he said he was going to have me do it this past weekend. You said, I'll, I'll make sure she does it. That's true. Said it so, on the show. Oh, oh, so it's Joel's fault for not making you do it. You see Hell what yeah, she does? You see Hell what yeah, she it's does? His fault? Just like that yep. freaking guy that yep. got the boiling water poured on him. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's his fault. Whatever. You always have I always have to remind you of stuff. It's like hey, hey th- can you that, remember that's to- probably that's probably why that guy got that boiling water poured on him. He forgot to remind her to feed, a, yeah. feed her starter. Yeah. Yeah. I could be like, hey, make sure you wipe your butt after you poop. And he'd be like, well, make sure you send me a text so I remember <laughs> every time. Julie and I have that same kind of relationship. I'm totally lost without her yeah, reminding I- me to do stuff and telling me to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you can remind him four times, but because you didn't do it the fifth time, you're in, you know, Quit deflecting. Quit, defle- quit deflecting. It's always the man's fault. All Next. right, all right. Uh, enough crapping on you about the sourdough starter. Let's crap on you about your uh, $3,000 bike. How is the Peloton doing this week? <laughs> I, just burnt, I just put in five miles tonight. Wow. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, shout out to uh, Straw What Barbecue, Josh Hickman, for sending us a, our group a little video last night of a, of a, oh. a proper Peloton use. Uh, so that was good. fantastic. It was amazing. That needs to be shared to TRP. 
I never knew you were supposed to uh, pull your Peloton into your bathroom while someone else was taking a shower for hot Peloton <laughs> sessions. Uh, that was a pro tip. Uh, hello. Yeah. I if mean, only I could do that. And I mean, and then it, and then if you want to get some fresh air, you can drag it outside and do it on the sidewalk and simulate like a real bike riding experience. That, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, what I like to do is open the window and blow it in. Yeah, no joke. I am planning to put mine in the garage when it gets here so that I can open the garage door and feel like I'm riding outside. That is the plan. <laughs> <laughs> if only they had something to simulate riding outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the wind but the my thing hair. is, like, no offense, Josh. I love you and everything. Oh, but hold on, Matt. Are you going to get a fan so there's like wind blowing on you too? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I haven't counted anything out yet. <sighs> but see, Josh doesn't have kids. So, Matt, now you have kids. You know, Jeremy, of course, you know. Joel, you know how hard it would be if to just get out and ride a bike anytime you want. It's just not feasible. But hey, if honey, you're at home working, like wa- I did. Watch the kids. I'm going to go for a, a joyful ride along yeah, a scenic journey. I would stab you. I would literally stab you. So it's, Yeah, it's, that's not you know, something worth taking a whole pass for, right? There are not, other no. things I'd rather do. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And, you know, by the time, yeah, you know, I always want to look good when I would go to the gym. So I would like get my makeup on and then like put my clothes on. And then I would, it w- ended up being like a three, three and a half hour ordeal by the time commute and you get signed in and go to the locker room and lock up your stuff and wash your hands. And so this, I can look homeless <laughs> with my kids running around and get 20, 30 minutes in and it's good. But today I think I did about 30 minutes. I was, uh, just did a five mile, five mile ride and it was nice. And yeah. Joel's well, been Joel's still been keeping up with it. Been crushing it, man. You still beating Swiss? You're doing, yeah. Yep, still beating Swiss. So far, so good. I think tomorrow's the last day. Tomorrow or? is the last day, and we will know the verdict. That is for sure. So, Ooh. now I will say it has gotten a little. I, I'm pretty sure, unless he is, um, uh, you know, pulling my leg, I'm pretty sure I'm still beating him. I did miss, you know, a couple days, and I missed. I missed yesterday. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see. I think I'm up to seven days missed in the 30 day period. So and he says he th- he th- I've got it in the bag, but he could, you know you know how that is like oh yeah you got it buddy <laughs> sandbagging. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. But I don't know. I don't think so. We'll see. We're actually going to talk to Chris here in a little bit because on, on on the other note, he is in Texas. So yeah, which is something we're going to get into on the next segment. But I do want to talk to you guys when we were talking about kids a second ago about a little something me and my son have been doing is uh yeah you know, he's getting to the age in school where we're ta- doing projects. And uh, his teacher uh, about a month ago was like, he sent this thing home, wanted it to him to come up and all the students come up with a new invention that would help out with everyday life. And so we, we brainstormed. You would have to like brainstorm problems and then try to find solutions to there, them. There you go. The problem. So my son came up with, ta-da, the ice cream sandwich holder. No longer shall you get ice cream cookie on your fingers or melted ice creams in your hand with the ice cream sandwich holder. You can now eat your ice cream sandwich mess free. So we were laying in the bed and the kids come in with their ice cream sandwiches and they had, you know, like when you touch them you get like the, the cake, the sandwich part stuck to your fingers. Yeah. We didn't have any like napkins or anything. So, so, well, so I forgot all about this project. I planned on getting like some, some wood and some resin, you know, and making this thing you see here, guys, and for the folks at home, it looks like a small box square chalice. It's like a little, yeah, yeah. It's like a, uh, a champagne glass, except the flute part of it is like a box that it looks like the sandwich could slide down in. Right. Yeah. It's a a rectangle. So what we did, I forgot about it. 
Well, luckily, my brother has a 3D printer. And he showed me some software that he uses to create things for his 3D printer. So we, we came home, me and Jay, we sat in front of the computer and it took us something that could have taken 10 minutes, took an hour, but he created this thing. He pulled the shapes over. He did, he pulled them out. I helped him with the math a little bit. So they had to like convert like the inches, like they got the, the, the dimensions that they wanted to do, but then con- they had to convert them into millimeters. Um, so he learned that he got to do that math. He got to do like the spinning of the design and try to like center everything, all that. But he created this little guy right here. It, and I'm so telling awesome. you, I looked up on the internet cause I wanted to get inspiration for this. I looked up ice cream sandwich holder. And for those of you out there, it does not exist. So here it is. The world's first ice cream sandwich holder right here, guys. So, but I'm impressed. Good. I'm impressed. I know. He's, um, Are you going to start selling these on reloadrub.com? I, I noticed it was a tactical talking. black, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> Get a little reload logo on there. Yeah, yeah matches we, the branding. We, we need to do that. It's like a, a it's like a stock for your ice cream sandwich. What? And after the kids go to bed, it is a uh, a nice whiskey glass. <laughs> that's right. I need to bevel the edges. This is just a prototype. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the new Reload Glen Cairn. <laughs> it looks like a Glen Cairn from Minecraft. I wonder if yes, it does. <laughs> I, I wonder if I wonder if uh, I wonder if Jerry could three D print a Glen Cairn with the rounded edges. I don't know. Yeah, you can do contours and really. Everything. What yeah. I what I thought was cool about this though, you know, before when they were going to build it, that's one thing. But I thought it was super cool that they sat at the computer and they worked on this thing and they designed it on the computer to be printed, which I felt like in this day and time that was kind of cool for him to do. So Yeah. We've been working on that and So, anyways, y'all want to get into some current events? Let's do it. I got a beef with Bill Gates. Literal beef with Bill Gates. Y'all heard about, oh, you guys are going to always slaughter more cows? No. Bill Gates put a thing out and says he believes all rich nations, all rich nations should switch to synthetic beef. And he's about this, this the, the Green New Deal thing. They want to eliminate cows, man. They don't want, they want to get cows off the earth. They don't want to people to consume them. They don't want cows to be shitting anywhere because of the methane problem. Yeah. So I got beef with him messing with my beef. Well, that's kind of like messing with God's creation in my opinion. I mean, like you want to wipe a species off the face of the earth? Well, yeah, but honey, you got to remember too that, you know, some some people, a lot of people on this earth don't believe in that. So, I mean, they don't look at it in that, in that way. So, that, there was talks that they're going. He, he even admitted that there's these things they're going to have to combat and fight are people that are trying to come up with ways to capture the poo from the cow's rear end, you know, to cover the front of it or what, or cover the front and back of the cow <laughs> to keep the bad thing from coming out. But you know, man, like it's a, uh, um, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen. Guy on the radio. Go ahead, Jeremy. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I was going to ask if you guys have tried any of the meat alternatives that have the Impossible Burger and the I have all those things. I just yet. don't think we, I can. Matt, Matt, have you tried any of them? No, I have not. I have not either. Um, it would be interesting to uh, to get the different ones and try them alongside like a real burger just to kind of see what all the hype is about. Um, they're supposed to be pretty good, but if you look at the ingredients on them, they're actually really, really bad for you. Um, all the fats and stuff that are in them. Um, yeah. I mean, you, at, at that point, you might as well just eat like a regular burger. <laughs> but. So, so that's one question. I was, I was listening to a local talk show host today. 
that's one question that he proposed to this to everybody. I was like, listen, he goes, I'm with you guys. I love burgers. I love steak. He said, but what if there was an alternative that looked like a steak, that had the texture of a steak, and it tasted like a steak? That egg ate, that they were able to give you every facet of beef. Would you, at that point, then switch over and say it was, it was an okay movement at that point? Well, I know a lot of people think the future, I mean, you know, hundreds of years from now, will have all lab-grown meat to where it, it is meat, but it's grown in a lab under certain conditions. And then, like, like they can just hit, they have, like, a 3D printer. They just hit print, and it prints out a rib roast, or it prints out a whatever steak you want. Um, and, they, and they say that is the future, you know, and it would be on the molecular level the exact same thing as meat. It would just wouldn't come from the actual animal. It would just be, you know, all right. science. All right. So, same nutritional properties and everything on a molecular level the exact same wow. thing ah, just printed out I out of at, see how that's out of base molecules i mean no no i mean i'm talking this is like way in the future this is like some star trek shit where you have a replicator and you they're talking some buttons and bill gates know. is talking 2050 like that that's that's their the goal about 2050 no well i mean it's 30 years the, 30 29 that 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 whole goal there is is pipe dreams that you know sure. Yeah, n- not to get political on it, but yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's like this. For me, there's still some. At, when you're do, you're t- when you get to, if that's the goal to get to something like mm-hmm. that, you're just taking something out of the human nature that is so primal that's supposed to be there. We're hunter gatherers. It, you know, that's worse, but we're supposed to be yeah, but people that you're not hunting <laughs> cows. You know Those are domesticated yeah, farm animals. No, no, no. <laughs> what, what I'm getting, no, but what I'm getting at is there's, there's, we still inherently have to have somebody that, that kills that cow and processes that cow. And I know that you go to the store and you can buy it, but I don't know. And, and, and that's, that's at that point, you're opening up this rabbit hole to say, you don't need to hunt anymore. We don't need to do this anymore. And, and all those things because you can grow your own freaking meat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think the point you're getting at is like, we remove ourselves from death and make it not a thing anymore. And like death is actually a very vital part of life. Um, you know, teaching your children that things grow old and die and you know, the whole circle of life stuff that that is important for like the human psyche to grasp that knowledge and understand that cycle. And yeah, removing yourself completely from that can give you a very skewed perspective on life. Right. So, well, that's my little rap. My Philosophy rant. hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, after that, forget my little my rant, my rabbit hole on that. But let's take a break, and uh, when we get back on the other side, we're going to talk something a little more serious. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Texas and the things that are going on down there. We're going to speak with a couple of buddies that are there now in the middle of it and see what's going on. So stick around. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. This episode of That Reload Podcast is brought to you by Haltman Family Meats. For the full butcher shop experience without leaving your home, visit HaltmanFamilyMeats.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the other side over here. We're going to get started into our topic. But first on this, Stacy just poured me 
a blind pour. Yep. It's, to, it's something you've had before. It's a brand. Oh, is it, I've had it. Yeah. You've had this before. I just want to know if you like it. We all hear about your, your uh, ability to taste bourbons blind and guess them. So we're all very curious here. I like, I'm actually getting to watch you stick your nose in and out of the glass over and over and over again in the flesh. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's without re- being distracted by drinking. Yeah. What's really, what's really odd about this is I don't recognize this at all. I don't, I feel like I've never, well, I, I, the really, smell, the was smell. it a fresh well, crack? To, it is a fresh crack, but to preface, we started out with a different bourbon tonight. Like Joel had actually purchased a new one for us to try that we've heard good things about. And we were not a big fan of it. Hmm. That's so weird. You can't guess it, Joel. <laughs> no way. <laughs> is that what that is? Is that what this is? Is this, was this one? Yeah. Yeah. Really? That was badass, by the way, Jeremy. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Jeremy took a for bottle the, to the head. Yeah, for, the, for, for the folks at home, I have a bottle of Wild Turkey One on One down here where I podcast, and I uh, just took a big swig straight from the bottle. Dude, yeah. man, this thing, like this, this pour, like is blowing my nostrils, like in a good way, like. It's very unique. And I just have to say, it's because we had that other pour first, and mm. then this, it changes the flavor. So, for instance, last night, Joel and I had... Uh, oh, man. That's what did so, we have? That's so good. We started out last night... Oh, Chattanooga 111 mm-hmm. for our first mm-hmm. pour. Delicious. And then I followed it up with a Buffalo Trace, which I typically like. And compared to that 111, which is so full-bodied and like strong and... you know, uh, Yeah, higher proof. Higher proof. 21... Yeah. 21 proof difference. Yeah. You follow it up with that Buffalo trace. It was like water. Yep. Yeah. So, but, but mm-hmm. Buffalo trace on a virgin mouth. Virgin money. mouth. So anyways, right. we're not talking bourbons we're today. Back. Yeah. Uh, we are talking the severe weather that's going on all around the country, particularly uh, Texas right now. They're going through um, two ice storms, two winter storms that have hit. And then now they're in the middle of a power disaster and a power crisis. It's been so wild. And at first I didn't think anything of it, but we've got several friends that live in Texas and you know, we've, I've been talking to them some and we're going to call a couple of them here in a second, but um, just seeing everything that's been going on down there. It's been, you know, I like I, inside, I want to do something, but I feel helpless, you know, seeing what they're going through and everything like that. And, all the other nuances we're going to talk, you know, get into with no power and no water and, 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 and all these, and it's not just, and, and all these pipes busting and things like that. And it's, it's almost like a third world, third world country down there right now. No food in the stores or anything. And it's like, damn, dude, like normally you get an ice storm or something like that. It lasts a week, but all, this is just seems never ending. They keep getting hammered down there. Yeah, I mean, like, this is the thing is like, we're all in our comfy, warm houses and stuff. And you can, you, you hear, okay, Texas is under a power disaster. They don't have power. They don't have running water. And you could think, okay, you don't have power for some time. That's fine. But, you know, we're talking stores out of food. People can't get out of their houses to go get gas. Um, basically, you are sheltering in place with whatever you had and you were not foreseeing that you were not going to have water or food. I mean, think about if you have a newborn or you have children and, Say you didn't have formula on hand. Say you couldn't afford it yeah. to stockpile formula. You don't have formula. You don't have um, any way to heat your house to comfortable levels or sustainable levels when we're talking hypothermia and stuff like that. I mean, what the death toll right now is 40, 40. And that's that is 40 people yeah. that have died. And I want to get in and later in the podcast, we're going to get into like some preparedness things that, you know, we've researched and things that we all talk about and whatnot. Um, but before we do, before we get any further into this, let's, I want to go ahead and let's give these guys a call. 
Um, I want to call my first my first buddy. His name's James Trey. He's the owner of Burley Bow. He um, lives in Texas. His company is stationed in Texas. And I want to hit him up and talk about. And something I want to say about Trey, you know, it's a family business, a small family business, just like Reload is to Joel and I. You know, they're a young couple. They have two young kids. Um, and he prides himself. He goes into work every day. He prides himself in shipping just as fast as Amazon. I mean, you order, it's shipping that day or the next day. And right now, he can't even get to work. You know, it's it's taking a toll not only at them as a family, but on their business too. So I, I, I can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, so let's give him a ring and uh, see what he has to say. What's up, my brother? What's going on, my man? You are on live right now on that Reload podcast, buddy, with the entire crew. What's up, Trey? Oh, hey, Trey, oh, nice hey, to meet hey. you. Hey, how are we? How, What's up, nice man? To meet you guys. How's everybody doing? We're doing well, my friend. The real question is, how are you doing, dude? Like, oh, we've been uh, praying for you guys and watching everything that's been going on in Texas with this this snowstorm, this snow apocalypse, and all the ice and 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 the no food, no water, no electricity. Like, how are you doing down there? Man, it is so. It is super wild. I actually just went and picked up my little girl from my parents' house, and it was one of those things where it's like I probably should have turned around halfway there because it was just it was just so gnarly and so icy. But I, I had just I, I had to get my little girl because my parents they're struggling with power and water, and yeah. we're kind of in the, we're kind of in the same situation. But I'd much rather my daughter be with me, you know, during a crazy time like that. I'm sure the same with you guys, but 100%. we're we're yeah, we're one of the we are one of the fortunate ones for sure. I mean, to have power is is such a blessing because so many people don't have it. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 been a crazy crazy ride. I mean, good thing about Texas folk is we're just super resilient. Everyone's so giving and so caring that I mean, everybody in the neighborhood is you know would go door to door of do you need anything, texting each other, um, so all the awesome, things man. that yeah that you would you know you. you are so proud of. Um, so even in crazy times like this where it's horrible and we've got people that work for us that don't have power, don't have water. It's like, Hey, let's, let's figure out how to help these people and, and, um, be okay. So yeah, you know, we're, we're one of the lucky ones for sure that we've got power. We're, uh, digging up some snow to make sure we've always got water for all that, all that madness, but we're doing good, man. We're, we're, uh, we're resilient folks. So, it's it's all you know it's all good even though it's not great you know what i mean yeah trey i saw some some people posting online they were kind of joking a little bit but they were saying it's a good thing this happened in texas where everybody's got freezers full of briskets and offset smokers in their backyards and i thought that was pretty funny (laughs) Oh, oh dude that 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 is no joke literally i'm like even like Tuesday, I was smoking ribs and chicken, like laughing about this. Like, well, this ain't, you know, this ain't no big thing. Let's let's feed the neighborhood. Yeah, and man. then uh, you know, had some family come over, and then uh, it just kind of get got worse and worse. But it was like, well, that, that is true. Like you know, anybody in my family, they've got a deer, they've got a fridge full of deer meat or um, briskets and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that is that is funny, but also true because even my brother texted me, no joke, like nine hours ago earlier today, and was like, "Hey, dude, H E B's got a killer deal on brisket. Go snag you one." I'm like, <laughs> well, so that, I was going to ask, how is the food situation? You know, do the stores still have shelves that have, you know, are the shelves stocked, or how how's that looking? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure on on that. Uh, what's 
we went early on, like maybe Monday or Tuesday, right before it got super gnarly, and it was okay. I mean, we were able to get everything we needed, uh, so it wasn't like we missed out on anything. But I've heard since then it's it, it, it's pretty scarce, and it's I, I just don't think the trucks can get to where they need to go is the problem. So I mean, even even though like it's not like people are stocking up like crazy, even though I mean people are, but it's not like. You know, it's not like it was at the beginning of COVID where it was like, I feel like people were just bum rushing the stores to get everything they could and buy insane amounts of toilet paper. Yeah. Now it's just like, we just don't have, the trucks just can't get in to deliver the food. So I think, I mean, I think it's like a an okay, not horrible situation to where I think people are getting what they need, but it's, it's just kind of like, just be a little more careful with your rations. You know what I mean? Yeah, I actually saw that uh, a Domino's in San Antonio had opened up. They had like a weekend's worth of food there. And within four hours, they sold out. Like the place was almost like ransacked because, you know, all the places were closed in that area. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think it's tough. I think anybody who just doesn't is not used to cooking it. Like for us, like we cook so much at home and we've got so much food in the freezer and stuff like that. Like we would be totally fine not even going to the store and just kind of just slow and steady making what we needed but a lot of folks maybe don't or live in apartments and can't stock up like again like my sister-in-law was staying with us because she lost water and power and she just i mean she could have survived off of whatever she had but again living in an apartment it's not like she could be super stocked up on food yeah man and then it just kind of all hit at once but but i think you know well you know my sister, dude, she uh, she lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and they got kind of the, the a wave of what you got, not to the degree that Texas has got it, but they got a lot of ice and a lot of snow. They got hit again yesterday, and um, she's you know she works from ho- her and her boyfriend. They work from home, and um, so she she told me today she goes, "I've literally not left my house in two weeks," and she goes, "I'm pretty pissed that I'm having to cook for myself." Because she said we always go out to eat or take out. Yeah, some people don't keep groceries stocked. Like we all, we have like an entire pantry of mm-hmm. way too much stuff. We don't think about those things. And there's some people out there that are, you know, like my sister, that don't have that level of food stocked for a situation like this. You know, and hell, even on a regular basis, we have enough food to last us a week, not even preparing for anything. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's how a lot of us are too, and I think that's why we were fortunate. Like, like again today, I was like, man, maybe I'll run to the store and grab some almond milk. Not, not an essential, but like, I'd like to have some for me and the kids and stuff like that or whatever. But it's like we would be totally fine. I would be totally fine without that, and I'd be totally fine not going. But then, like you're saying, on the ladder, a lot of people just aren't used to having food in their house at all. Yeah. So that those are the you know, it's not like. Again, I don't think it's like we didn't have enough. I just think a lot of people just didn't have hardly anything because they're just not used to to eating at home or or having 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 you know anything for backup. Oh yeah, dude, I'd have to feed my parents if <laughs> something like that happened up here. Like my mom, oh, my mom's sure. fridge is not stocked, bro. <laughs> oh, I, dude, I believe that's how that's how my in laws are too. They don't cook. They eat out. Like uh, it's that's just their vibe and, and that that's the way they've been living. So that's the same. Like my sister-in-law, when she came over here, it's like, she didn't have, she didn't bring nothing with her. And then it's the same way with my, a lot of my family, they're staying with my in-laws too. Like they're, they're having to run and get stuff. You know what I mean? So same, same thing. 
Well, Trey, man, I appreciate you, dude. And I want to, but I wanted to ask you real quick, like, is there anything that you've heard of? I mean, like, is, is your, you know, have you heard anything, any stories or anything that um, you can tell us from people that are suffering down there or, or hurting or, or in need at all? Yeah. I mean, like, I know that, that are, I know, I know Texas is a huge ass state, man, but I mean, I didn't uh-huh. know if there was some things that we, you know, you could tell people around that, you know, they could be praying for people down there by any chance. Oh, man. I, I mean, I think so. You know, I think any anybody and everybody can use some prayers right now. I mean, I think even, you know, like don't send them to us because we're we got power. So we're super fortunate. But I think anybody who doesn't pow- doesn't have power and needs it for sure. I mean, I can't think of anybody, any individuals or any families because we've, we've had a lot of people getting out there helping people and getting getting them to houses that do have power or, or whatever the case. And and the city, you know, the state of texas is doing such a good job of getting like i think they opened up like the Irwin center which is a huge place in in um, downtown austin to keep a ton of people warm and and hotels and stuff like that are opening up for a lot of folks so i can't think of anybody particular or any families particular but uh, you know prayers are welcome for everybody across the state and and other states as well you know like you're saying like other states are getting hit super hard too so um but we're we're all tough. We're all resilient folks, and and we're gonna we're gonna be better shortly. So right, it's, it, I, I hate it for I hate it that we're going through this, but you know we're what? gonna climb out for sure. Um, well, Trey, kind of off topic. Um, I know we see in your videos, Moxie. Is is she your only kid, or do you have another one? I've got two, so we've got okay. Moxie, Moxie just turned three, and Blaze just turned one. Okay, okay, because yeah, you were talking about picking up your daughter, and I, I had just t- talked before you came on. I'm like, yeah, you know, he's got two young kids, and and then I hear about uh, you like picking up your daughter, and I was like, wait a minute, did I like fabricate this in my mind that he has two children? <laughs> those are some badass yeah. names, Moxie and Blaze. Oh, They're gonna be good. They're gonna do good things. Well, Moxie's like his right hand lady at at Burley Bow. Yeah. Oh yeah. She. Yeah. That's that's my sidekick right there. She. We don't go anywhere when we're not. You know. We go everywhere together. So yeah. She's she's the coolest and my. You know. We want we wanted to raise some badass chicks and so uh, we had to give them some super strong names. So there you go, man. Well, those of you that um, are listening and if you've not checked out Burley Bow, Burleybow dot com. It's B U R L E B O. Um, go there. <laughs> I love their clothes. You know, Trey, you sent Joel some pieces at, at one point and oh, man. It, he's been like obsessed since like, they're my favorite pieces of clothes, man. Oh, well, so, I, I, I appreciate that. The quality is just top notch. It's like really sick designs and, um, apparel. I, I yeah. you know, so I actually, I ordered some shorts a couple of years ago, I think at this point. And the thing that I love about them is when you pull the pockets out, they have different designs on them. So like, I've got some gray ones that have like flies for fly fishing on one set of pockets. And then I've yeah. got like some blue ones that have American flags in the pockets. Super cool. Highly recommended. I know. I want some ladies ones yeah. like that. For sure. <laughs> I know. We need we need to get that figured out. We, you know, we got, I got women in my family that are my mama. She especially is like pounding <laughs> me. So we, we got to make that happen. But thank, thank you guys for saying that. I appreciate that. And right back at you guys. I tell people about Reload all the time. I swear. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I keep you, it dude. at the office. I have friends come over. I'm always giving it to them. So same to you guys. Y'all are busting y'all's asses and working super hard. Don't know if y'all get enough love and credit. So y'all are doing amazing stuff too. So I, I appreciate the kind words back my way, but I wanted to 
giving back to you guys as well. Definitely, Thank you. Definitely, man. Well, real quick, man, before you head off, just tell everybody where they can find you and uh, how they can uh, seek you out online. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to shop with us online, that's amazing. It's just B-U-R-L-E-B-O.com, Burlebo.com. Uh, we also work with tons of retailers. So in the, in the Southeast, so North Carolina, Georgia, Texas, all over the place. Um, you might have a retailer in your area that already carries it. So that'd be the great thing. We love it when our customers shop with our retailers uh, as well. So, I mean, if you have somebody in your area that already carries our brand, we'd love you to shop there. And if not, you can shop through us directly. Either way, we love it. We appreciate you um, checking us out, whatever. And if anybody has any questions, y'all can always reach out to us on our social media. Or, um, even you can ask us a question through our website about fitting and stuff like that. So uh, we'll take care of you for sure. Right on, man. Well, buddy, we love you. And send your family, or the Reload family, send you all of our love, buddy. For sure, for sure. Love you guys. I hope you all are doing good. I right, see you, bro. See you. All right, bye. Love that guy. So he, he's a nice, really, really nice guy. Yeah. Good company. Good people. All Reminds that jazz. Glad. I'm glad they're one of the fortunate ones that have some power. Um, Cause hell, well, I guess if he didn't have power, he wouldn't be on the damn podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Well, why not? Your phone would work, right? Well, if you couldn't charge it. Well, what if it was charged for a week? It's been over a week. On Tuesday? I would what, make what it happen. No- That's right. I would stretch through that snow. <laughs> I need a signal. What kind of Nokia magic is this? <laughs> I used to have the Nokia, the Nokia that had the antenna that you could put like little gems and little dangly things yeah. on and then like it would light up neon. I remember. They were like, we never had those. I remember. Yeah, we grew up with like, Androids and iPhones. Oh, I know. I'm going to be Jeremy. Uh, guys, you are extremely old and decrepit <laughs> and much older than us. And we don't even know what that means. Did you guys have that phone where you had to carry around like a car battery next to it? <laughs> it was my like dad, a suitcase. Right? Yeah, dad. Dad. yeah, it was like a soft padded zipper <laughs> zipper bag. Joel, was that Dude, your pickup on this day? You're, <laughs> you're like, my phone has a built in uh, fo- uh, phone directory and it's like the actual phone Rolodex. book tape to the back Rolodex. of the phone. <laughs> yeah. It's a Rolodex. I had the neon back. colored phone cords <laughs> that I'd twirl around my finger. 25,000 numbers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> your phone's at courts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My mom my mom used to drag it through the house and I would have to like limbo a, underneath the cords all the time. A long time ago. A long time ago. Away. Let's get let's get Swiss on. Uh, yeah, so the next person we're going to call, I'm going to get off our shenanigans. Uh it's a buddy that uh we talk about all the time on the show. We talked about him earlier with the get the bourbon bet with the Peloton group. Um it's my buddy Chris cooking with Swiss. We're going to give him a shout right now and um see how he's doing down there. I believe his full name is Swistopher. <laughs> ah. Swistopher Robertson. <laughs> yep. I never know what to call him. Is it a? Does he have a? Does he have a son named Will? I call him Swiss. Will Willstopher. Willstopher. Danger, Danger Will Robinson. Nobody Will, picking us up. Danger no. Willstopher. Danger okay. Willstopher. Thank you. All right, I'm calling. Oh baby, I'm fired up. You. <laughs> 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 What's going on, dude? You're uh, you're live on the That Reload podcast with the entire oh, crew, homie. What's up, squad? What's up, Swistopher? How y'all doing? We're good. We're man. doing good. How are you doing down there? You know, we're we're very lucky today, so I cannot complain. Well, tell me what's been going on, man. Tell me yeah, how, what area how, are you how in? Things have been going. So I'm I'm in on the north side of Houston in a suburb called the Woodlands. And it's, I don't know what you guys have seen on the news 
or what, but it's it's been crazy. So I think around was it Sunday night, early about five a.m. Monday morning, like we lost power and to our house, and it was it was cold out, and so we're thinking, okay, we lost power. How long is this going to be? And we were out of power for about. 12 13 hours wow and Oof. uh the temperatures had you know dropped to like the teens and you know it's like you know me and my wife like all right this sucks it'd be okay with just me and her but we have a two-year-old so it's like all right what do you do now how do you keep them warm and then we had like we had like one of those like gas logs not like the old school like cut your logs like a lumberjack logs like we have like one of those like gas fireplaces yeah that like the only heat you get from those is just visual heat so you're just like (laughs) you're just like all like huddled around there and um you know we were we got lucky like i said it sucked for the first like 12 hours but then we got it all and we were able you know we were good for for a while but like i got buddies uh from monday to today who do not have power water or gas no gas and gas included correct now why so is that I, w- I, w- I would talk to one person and if you're like where you were in houston it'd be like hey i got electricity but i don't got water it's like okay or i'm like i got electricity and water i don't got gas it was like you had one of the three if you had all three you were like blessed wow and it was just going wild because like you know, a lot of people talk about like Texas. It's like, oh, you guys are just getting a storm. We're used to that, and it's like, well, Houston or most of Texas, we're not built for a storm. And this was like, you know, kind of like they're calling it like Hurricane Harvey of snow, yeah, you know, in the winter because you know we lost power, losing gas, and um, losing water. So it's like you couldn't heat your house. Pipes were busting everywhere. You could see if you go like on TikTok or. Uh, Instagram and yeah. Twitter, Instagram, you'll see so many roofs just or ceilings just caving in. Um, water shooting everywhere. Like I had one of my good buddies, uh, they didn't have uh, power for two days and couldn't heat the house. Pipes busted, ceiling fell through in three mm. different rooms. Jeez. Um, it, it's just wild because it's kind of like, no, this just isn't a storm. You don't have all those other things. It's really just fucking everything up. Yeah, dude. And, uh, like, what happens? What's going to happen when the water does come back? You know, I mean, all those pipes are wide the hell open. Oh, dude, it looks like the Bellagio fountain in some people's houses. Wow, dude. Like, and so, like, I got a, one of my buddies, like, you know, from Inner Houston. So Inner Houston uh, really got hit hard. Um, if anyone's like familiar with Houston, like inside the loop, the inner loop, like all these guys have no water or electricity and uh like one of my buddies he came over he drove out today probably like his wife and kid just like to do like laundry take shower at my house and by the time they got home they finally had water and their water had been cut off since monday wow man that's, that's and, the yeah. thing is it gets so cold and the water's not moving in the pipes and you can't oh, open yeah. it up to trickle and that's how they freeze and bust and like we're, we're like we're not even, we're not used to this you know like we we see snow once every three years, and it's a holiday, and it's maybe like a tenth of an inch. Like we're celebrating, <laughs> we got, you know. So it's like we don't have the salt trucks, we don't have uh, the preparation. Like we were completely just 
caught off guard with this storm. Yeah, and I had, I had read something where someone had taken like a warm, like they had water, they had taken like a warm bath or a warm shower of sorts. I don't know what they did, but then they weren't thinking. They were like, oh, a warm, you know, a warm shower is going to feel incredible. But then they had to get out to their oh, 40 gosh. degree house yeah. with wet yeah, hair and no hair dryer. So it was like. Exactly. And that's like one thing we were worried about is because usually like, with like our daughter, we give her baths at night before she goes to bed. And so it's like, man, the last thing we can do is give her a bath that put some PJs on her and like wrap her up like the Michelin man. And be like, all right, you're good. <laughs> okay. Now, how did you light your gas fireplace? Um, does it, does so it light? I, I, I was luckily I had gas. So I didn't have electric, but I had gas. And so I was able to run the fireplace and I was able to have a gas stove. So we were more lucky than a lot of people in that regard. So, so does that just light on its own? Or did you have to use like a lighter to ignite it? Oh, I had a lighter. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know. Um, we're new to a gas yeah. fireplace. Our new house has one. So I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. like how would we do this? Yeah, we were talking so, about it. Go ahead, man. Sorry. I was saying, it was like crazy. Like, it's like my wife and I, we kind of talked about it. Like, hey, what's going to happen? Like, hey, if this happens, you know, but like whatever. And then like at, uh, we have like a baby monitor and at 5 a.m., you know, the baby monitor just goes silent. And like my wife, like woke up like a drill sergeant, like it's out, let's go. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, what? No. So like, so like, <laughs> you like, like she's like, like hey, you're done sleeping, uh, like, 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 up. Up. like yeah, dude, like we were like just drill sergeant in there, like I'm like really impressed. Good for and, her, like, dude. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, like our gas fireplace, like you have to find the key to open it up. And so I was like, I was like, there's no way in hell we're gonna find this freaking key. And she like pops out of nowhere, like got the key. I'm like, okay, awesome. <laughs> That's like Stacy. <laughs> I, I would be yeah. like you. <laughs> Not be able to find shit. And she's like, here yeah. it is. Here it is. Yeah, like, so, yeah, do we need a key. Yeah. So yeah, we got the key on, and then we just lit it with you know a little big lighter, and we're it. <laughs> Swiss, how's the uh, steak supply looking? <laughs> <laughs> you know me, dude. I think I'd be, I think I'd be cheaper off just buying cows myself. <laughs> I don't know. Bill Gates wants to go to that synthetic beef, so. Yeah, well, that, fuck that guy. <laughs> you, you give me that synthetic beef, I'm going to laugh at you. Just to, I hope you don't ever give me a blind taste test. Yeah. No shit. Mm, this, this is, is really good. good. This is so great. <laughs> this uh, would taste the best. Yeah, well, like, but I am. Thing is, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying it was kind of funny thing is like, as Joel knows, like I do a bunch of hunting. And so I have a, tons of venison in my freezer. I have a freezer in the garage. And like one of my biggest predicament, I was like, all right, we lost power. Do I just like open up the freezer and just like put everything like in my driveway and just let it go? Do I, you know, try to hook up to a generator? Cause I had too much meat in there. I was like, man, it's really gonna be a pain in the ass to try to carry all this everywhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, luckily everything came back on. But those venison, like I don't know if y'all have like ground meat or any like the hunters out there, but those are just like work as great ice blocks. You can keep something frozen with those things for like several days. Oh, that's a good idea. Those, those ground bags, yeah. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like we have like two pounds of ice just in those alone by themselves. So I wanted to ask, dude. Like after going through all this, you know, experiencing everything. um, do you have any advice for anybody that might be in this situation or might get in this situation in the future? Is there anything or how that you, you might prep? Yeah. Something you would have changed or wish you would have had. 
Yeah, I mean, oh man, dude, I believe a lot of those things you don't realize until you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I knew like the storm was coming again, first thing I would do is I designate a tub, a tub just for water, fill it up, you know. Yeah, have that as backup water for like restrooms or bath, you know, anything because you always need water. Um, batteries, obviously. I'm trying to think of like something that you're not going to think of. I think of, um, I think of everything. Okay, buddy. Yeah, like Do you know who I'm I am. Sure. Who are you? <laughs> the, uh, well. Formerly known as the home cooking hunter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like I don't even know who I He's am. Like, no, who are you, bitch? <laughs> Bear Grylls is scared of you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, blankets. I guess like one thing is kind of like for us, like we didn't really take it that serious. We were kind of like, all right, what's uh, this is going to pass, and then we really kind of caught us with our pants down like i said oh okay pipes easily uh like what the mainline pipes coming into your house yeah definitely you know i would have those wrapped up really well uh towels duct tape all your external faucets uh put towels on all those and duct tape those try to keep warm um know where your main water line is like you, a lot of people don't know where that is in their house yeah very common so if you have something that busts a pipe overhead you can just go shut it off as opposed to like looking for it and wasting time. So definitely try to know. Where That's you mean. a great idea. Um, empty out your, uh, like if you have electric, I'm sorry, uh, underground sprinkler system, you know, you're going to have inlines coming in from those pipe. You're going to want to wrap the, our main line and back hose, I think. Yeah. Uh, wrap those up. Uh, put like, I didn't have like my, my neighbor was like from the North. So he was just like throwing things at me, but like, I know like, uh, my, cause there were external pipes that I had to cover for my, um, sprinkler system. And I pretty much wrapped them up in like towels, then trash bags. And then I used my grill covers to even go like one step further to kind of protect it from the weather, hoping it would create some type of insulation. Um, if you know, if you don't have electric, but you have water still running, definitely turn on a faucet at night. Um, I mean, those are things you guys probably don't, y'all probably deal with that a lot more right. than we do. But I think a lot of just kind of knowing where your stuff is, like, or know where your pipes are coming in, like, know how you could turn off water to your house if you need to. Joel, I didn't even think about this earlier when we were statusing the Swiss Peloton bet. But does Swiss get a pass for having dealt with all no, this? Man. No, man, I'll beat that ass. I've been beating that ass. <laughs> well, you know, dude, dude, like with this bad weather, how do you expect me to get on the bike? <laughs> you can ride it without power, right? <laughs> nah, dude. Yeah, yeah, the resistance still works. <laughs> just, I mean, yeah. How is Swiss supposed to take his bike outside and ride it in this weather, guys? Dude, oh, wow. I don't understand. Like, he confessed to 12 or 13 hours. You think I would look at a blank screen? You know, I might have lost by six days, but I have 12 hours of no power. Like, what do you want me to do there, huh? I know. I'm sorry, sir. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not Jesus, okay? Just cancel the bag. All right, so what's, what's your current, what's your current uh, how many days? Because How many have you missed, Joel? I have missed seven. Seven days. Yeah, uh, I've definitely missed every day since Monday. That's 100%. <laughs> like that's, oh, really? Every, okay. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm 100% 0% for the last five days. <laughs> um, I, think well, I think Joel won because whenever me and Joel had talked about this, uh, 
he was two days ahead of me. So coming coming into the home stretch, if if he worked out just it, if he didn't work out at all, then he won. You worked out. Yeah. Um, I worked out Monday. The, yeah, the day before yesterday, or yeah, no, so mo- you, Monday and Tuesday. I worked out. Yeah, well, you know, like yeah, you you won this one. <laughs> <laughs> you have to work out tomorrow though to secure it so you're gonna make him trek out in the you snow and it. find some bourbon to send you right that's it yep i want yeah. to you, you you pick it out bro you, <laughs> you and uh let me know what you what you yeah find. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll talk with ron swanson and uh <laughs> he's, he's yeah. gonna find like a bit the most expensive bottle of envelope bourbon he can get that's right <laughs> Yeah, uh, Swiss Joel. Joel really likes Texas bourbon, so you find, a, find a really nice Texas bourbon. That's his favorite thing. Bleep that out. You got. I'll uh, I'll give up my Peloton and ride to the uh, liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's fully charged. It doesn't have many miles on it, so I think. You just I turn, think we'll be all right. Just turn the resistance up. You get more traction that way. I'm so surprised these Texans haven't like started banging down the liquor stores and looting them. <laughs> because they're good-blooded Americans. That's they don't right. do that shit. Yeah, well, well, come on. We're, we're better than that. Plus, like, you know, they're closed on Sundays. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. All right, man. Well, look, man. Uh, I, thank you so much for coming on, bro. We, you yeah, just, no problem. Just know that we're all thinking about you and thinking about everyone around you and sending prayers your way. Reload family loves you, man. And uh, tell everybody real quick how they can find you, man. Oh, I appreciate that. I love all you guys. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Cooking with Swiss. There's no G in cooking, just Cooking with Swiss. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hope all y'all are staying warm and safe. Love all y'all. I uh, love you love too, you man. Too. Stay safe. Uh, talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thanks, bud. That's Cooking with Swiss, guys. Love that massive haired. <laughs> burly man. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're they're doing okay, but still 12 13 hours is is enough for me. I mean, you, your temperatures drop real quick with Actually, that, but Can you imagine if we had a 2-year-old and that happened? No. I would str- It's scary cuz you don't know if it's coming back or not, like, you know. I would straight be That's like That's what they said. It's like there's no like excitement when your power would come on because they mm-hmm. it would go off like an hour or two later. Like they would just get like yeah. a short repeat. or just like scare you to death whenever it flicks on in the middle of the night and you're like laying there with the lights <laughs> all on. <laughs> Bong. Yeah. That's what usually happens to me. Older guys shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know, man. It's 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 tough. It's 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 crazy. I'm glad that they are a couple of the fortunate ones that are down there. I know Stacy, Stacy, uh, read me a message that she found on the internet the other day. Uh, somebody was got out of their house and was walking to a Seven Eleven to go try to get something, and they found a woman frozen to death on the damn sidewalk. Yeah, and on top of that, you know, a lot of people are just like trying to MacGyver do whatever they can to, to heat their house up for their families. And I know a lot of people have been suffering from carbon monoxide poisoning from pulling in their grills to try to heat up their house or turning on their gas stoves or um, turning their car on in their garages just to try to heat up the house. And, you know, that's unfortunately not something that is like public yeah. You know, it's, a lot of people don't know better and we're having some unfortunate deaths from that. Yeah, it's not if like you're they listening, can, don't do that. Yeah, don't do <laughs> any of those things. And, and, and it's like, they can't go on the news and start at the last, like nobody thinks to talk 
winter shelter in place preparedness in Texas. So it's not like there was PSAs going out like, hey, these are things you don't want to do. People just went into survival mode and a lot of people have lost their lives because of that. Yeah. I I mean, it's... I don't know. You don't have any, you don't have any freaking power. You don't have a cell phone. So you don't like, we're so you can't like just Google. I I can't Google. Can I do this shit? You know? And you know, and you just, you're doing the best you can trying to, your survival skills are kicking in. You're just trying to do what you can to, you know, for your family. And it it sucks. Some people have lost their lives under. So many prayers and well wishes sent down to Texas right now. We love you. We hope you make it out of there. But on that note, let's take a break. And on the other side, we here at the TRP Studios, we want to talk to you guys about some tips and tricks that you can use if you ever have to shelter in place. So this, and this is cold weather edition, y'all. So stick around. We're going to get into that on the other side. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. Uh, so one of the things that we heard from both Trey and Swiss uh, is how big of a deal it can be whenever you lose power for an extended amount of time. I know Trey specifically didn't. Uh, he said that, you know, they were one of the lucky ones. They still had kept power through most of this. Swiss lost it for a pretty good chunk of the day, but it sounds like some folks around them uh, were not necessarily so lucky, right? There was some people yeah. that are in pretty rough shape especially you know in the the greater texas area but also in some of the surrounding states that have been hit equally as hard and so one of the things that i wanted to talk about is something that i mentioned several episodes back uh julie and i just invested in a generator i wanted to share a little bit of information about that thing just because i firmly believe that it's worth having in the garage it's one of those things where even if it's just peace of mind it's nice to have it out there, uh, ready to go. That way, if we did ever lose power, we maybe wouldn't be in as rough a shape as some of these other folks that we've heard about, right? So the generator I have specifically, if you want to look it up, it's uh, made by Westinghouse. It's the WGen 7500. It's got an 11-hour runtime, and it has a 6.6-gallon 6. 6, uh, tank of gas. The thing that I really like about this, this model in particular, we did quite a bit of research on it. Uh, one is it's got remote start. So there's a little keychain that you can bring in the house. Uh, if you know that the weather is going to get rough, you just hit the button. It fires up outside. You never even have to go out there and touch it. Uh, the other thing that I really like is it's got uh, an add-on accessory that you can pair with it where it will connect. I-, I can't really explain exactly how it works because it's mostly magic to me, but you connect it to a power outlet in your house. It senses when you lose power, and it'll automatically fire up and start sending power to whatever else is already plugged into it. So, like, if a big storm was coming in, you could hook up all of your freezers and, like, some heaters and stuff like that to it. It would fire up automatically, and you'd never miss a beat. So, I think it's a pretty cool thing. Everybody should consider getting one. I think it's, like, $850 at Home Depot right now. Uh, which isn't too bad considering all of the features you get with it. And like I said, it was worth the peace of mind for me to invest in that. It's out in the garage, fueled up, ready to go. Now, Matt, have you guys done like a like a dry run with it? Have you 
tested it out, hooked all your stuff to it, make sure you know it all works and everything. So when something does happen, you guys are ready to go. We we have fire. We've filled it up with fuel and fired it up and made sure that it started. But we have not hooked up all the mm-hmm. extension cables and like gone through and unhooked mm-hmm. all the freezers just because that would be kind of a pain. But it's actually not a bad yeah. idea. I like I like that idea. But have you gone through like how many watts it can handle and what all you can plug into it? So you have like an idea of like what all you can run off of it. So this or is it a whole house? This one is capable of powering the house. You just have to have like a special Mm -hmm. hookup on your breaker box to hook it into the house. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we we haven't paid an electrician to come out and actually install something like that yet. But um, you also have the option to just hook up like regular extension cords to it and run stuff off that. And that would be our plan, at least for the, the short term. And you guys have all the extension cords to do that in, in the do. case of it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so I have so many questions about a generator because I don't understand them. So you said you can hook it up to the house. Like if you did hook it up to the house, would you then have to like kind of pick and choose which things you have plugged in to run or like, how does that so work? So that's, that was what I was saying. There's like, there's two different ways. So the, the way that I have it configured right now, you just have to pick and choose and like plug things in with an extension cord to it. But it is, uh, you could have an electrician come out and install a particular plug into your breaker box. And then you can just hook the, the generator up directly to the breaker box and it would just power everything in the house without having to do anything. So there's like multiple plugs on the generator that you hook things to? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many and you does can put it like a splitter and or like a uh, surge protector or things like that and split it off if you needed to. And the generator has to stay outside, right? Because of the gas. Yeah. Running. Yeah. The it's ventilation. like you were talking about before where people have put like their cars running in the garage and that's that's a bad thing. So, yeah, you definitely want to make sure that anything that's got any kind of emissions is out in the out in a well vented area. And you said that there was like 11 hours runtime. Is that so six and a half gallons of gas? That means you just would keep refilling it and you would have continuous power if you had the gasoline. Yeah. And the 11 hours is, I think if it's running near peak load. So if you're not using all that 7,500 Watts, it would use a lot less gas than that. Yeah. So like if you were, if you weren't trying to run the AC on your house and you were just trying to keep your refrigerators and you know, what food, about heaters? like some space heaters space or something, space, oh, okay, okay. some space heaters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Then you could probably get a little more runtime out of that thing. Can you run a space heater on an extension cord? Yeah, I guess technically, don't ask a, don't ask an electrician that because they'll they'll zing you for that. Wow. Um, but so, what is y'all's goal on how much gasoline to keep? Uh, so I keep two. I, I mentioned this before. I keep two five gallon uh, gas tanks for the generator full with the fuel stabilizer in them that way they're ready to go but i also like if it came down to it i could siphon the gas out of my truck it's got a 38 gallon tank so we'd be in good shape for quite a while (laughs) you'd get like two gallons out of mine (laughs) 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 he's siphoning out and be like where's that where's that good high as hell and we also we wouldn't be trying to run like our heat pump on the house with the generator either just because that wouldn't be the most efficient thing like we we have several little space heaters we would probably like move to one room close the door and like hang a blanket up over the door to try to insulate it and it's a much smaller space at that point right uh, what's a gas stabilizer mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a fuel stabilizer you put it in the fuel so that it doesn't lose octane over time like at some point over time gas will become less and less potent so you know how your dad fixed our lawnmower 
Sure. Because it wouldn't start. Yeah. Well, that's because gas got left in it and it never got fuel stabilizer put in. It got left in there for a long time. So what time. is that? Like a, a so it, it, gas will start breaking down and it gummed up the carburetor in there. So is this like a little tool that you throw in there? <laughs> yes, it's a little man <laughs> that swims around. Well, it stabilizes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, it, uh, it's, it's like a, a additive. A liquid. liquid? It's oh, a liquid okay, you okay. pour into yeah. it. So you get your gas, you fill the tank, and then you have a liquid that you buy to put in there. So that, that's, yep. I thought okay. that was something what you said, Matt, was great. If someone's going to be getting a generator going that route, you know, and, it's, and you're going to store gas, you're, you're preparing for this. Okay. So you're, you're preparing. So the odds are you're not going to have to use this jazz, but out of preparedness, the gas you have stored and the gas you have in your generator you want to at least once a year put that fuel stabilizer in there to keep it from, you know, messing up. But with a generator, you've got to run it as well. You've got to at least yeah, run you- that from time to time, about every, every month or so, just to keep things moving and to keep it from getting too gummed up. Yep. This model has an electric start on it, like I said, even a remote start. But if something were to happen and that battery on it were to die, there's also a pull start like with a lawnmower. So you're not just stuck right. if the battery's right. dead. So I'm just curious. I know, you know, we have looked at generators ourselves and one that Joel is really interested in is a solar power generator. Have you guys looked at those at all? Like, did you like think about that or? We did. Yeah. I don't know, Jeremy, if it's something you guys have looked at. When I looked, it's a pretty big investment to really do solar right. And we don't anticipate being in this house for more, you know, for very much longer at all, probably within the next year or two. So. uh, And you're moving to Knoxville? That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Moving to a bigger place. <laughs> so that's what... In Knoxville. Yeah. In so Knoxville. one thing I was looking at, because, you know, I, I I like to prep, you know, somewhat. And I was looking at solar generators um, because what it is, it's basically a power bank system. Um, yeah, it's a bunch of batteries with a solar panel, yeah, right? And, well, yeah, but not like one that goes on my roof. It's, it's, it's a panel that I can move around and I can place where I want. It's, it's fairly, you take it camping if you wanted to. Well, this one that I was looking at is fairly large because I want to oh. be able to power, you know, um, space heaters and keep my food. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the reason I was looking at solar because I was thinking beyond uh, a weather disaster. I was thinking beyond, I was thinking like, hey, it might be summertime and I don't have power power grade goes down, whatever. Um, and then I need to keep my food cold. And I wanted to get that because what if I can't get fuel? At least I can always get sunlight for the most part. Sure. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I haven't really seen the sun much in the past three days. So That's, how effective would that solar be? That well, was my argument. That was one thing that I was that after I would worry about that. Well, there was, I, I had, especially in the, in the winter time. Yes. I had two, um, thoughts on that well one with texas with everything that happened with them you know i know they're on they are on their own power grid and i i don't know if this is true or not but i've heard that 20 percent of their power comes from solar um that could be it's like renewables 22 percent is from renewal so that's solar and wind so yeah so but they haven't had any of that you know, or whatnot. So that kind of game put made me a little sad on this on the solar part because like you said jeremy if it's you get super overcast, cloudy days, you're not getting that sunlight. So that mm-hmm. that could be a damper on that situation. Another thing I looked at was getting, you ever seen the Generac generators? It's the, oh, yeah. the ones. Oh, yeah. So I've got natural gas here and I was thinking, hey, I'm going to get that. I'm going to hook directly into my natural gas system. I don't have to worry about getting fuel or any of that jazz. But after talking to Swiss. They didn't have gas. 
They, well, some of them didn't. Yeah. They lost power, so they natural gas companies weren't pumping gas. So then they couldn't even get gas. So that throws that out of the way. Let's get that where, one. Where I think what Matt, which you have, yeah. I think is the best option. Let's get it. Well, I think maybe, I'm, I don't know how much the solar system that you're talking about costs, but I think some <laughs> like <Jupiter>. option. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Sorry. Solar system. Yeah. The, the solar like Saturn. generator. <laughs> Jupiter. I think if you could afford He's going to order it, he's going to make one of those kids science <laughs> projects with like the balls. <laughs> <laughs> if you could afford to have both, like if it was cost effective to have both, that's probably your best bet because then you've got, it's not single point of failure at that point, yeah. right? Like you've got multiple options. If it's sunny, you've got the solar one you could go to and then just use the, because it's not like, you know, I have a couple of tanks of, you know, reserve tanks of gas, but I could see a situation pretty easily where gas becomes scarce too. So I don't think that it. any, yeah, there's no one solution that's really perfect. Uh, you well, need a couple of You're options. giving him an excuse to get both. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted one or the other. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So Matt, one thing you mentioned about the generator. Um, is that you have to be, you can't just get this go, I'm set. Let's live like we've been living. You've got to, you know, adapt. You've got plan to, like a, you say, plan B. I've got to go. I'm, I'm going to close myself off to a room. I'm only going to run these items. I may only run this thing for a certain amount of time. Um, and, and I'm going to ration this stuff out because you've got to plan out in your head. I don't know, when, especially when there's not an end in sight. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So here's what we have to plan out to make sure we get through as many days as possible. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, we need to do things. some work on that still. I don't have a good solid plan in place for how that would happen for us yet. Yeah. Uh, one thing I have on my list, uh, jumping away from the generator, is uh, something I ordered this week, which I sent you guys. It's specifically for a cold weather situation like this, and it is a Mr. Buddy portable heater. Have you guys ever seen those before? I've, I've got one. Yeah. Yeah. You've got one. Yeah. yeah. Those are fantastic. They're like like the bee's knees when it comes to like truck camping and van life and stuff. They're super safe to run indoors. They're rated to run indoors. They run off propane. Um, you know, of course you want to crack a window or something, but, um, this little tiny heater can heat uh, about 250 square feet for 11 hours off a one pound propane cylinder, like the little camping gas ones, yeah. which is just fantastic. So if you're in this sort of situation, which I have a bunch of those canisters around my house, it's what I heat my torch with in my kitchen. Like we have, you know, all sort of stuff we use with those. So I went ahead and ordered one of those for us. So it'll be here in the next day or two or whatever. But that was something I wanted to get for the house just in case we were to ever run out of power. It's a very easy way to to heat the house. 100%. When I was a kid, man, my parents used to have those kerosene, old school oh, kerosene yeah. heaters. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that, they would turn that jazz on in the basement. And, and that's how we would heat things up. And that, like, I've got one of those little buddy heaters. I've taken it when me and Jace have gone hunting before because he's, you know, mm-hmm. I want to keep him warm. So he's enjoying himself. When I'll did bring we use it? We've used it before. We used it on the pontoon boat one time fishing in the middle yeah, of winter. Yeah, we were fishing in the winter on the pontoon boat and had that on there. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so like, you know, it, um, you go into like, you go in a room, Jeremy, you close the door, have your family in there. You can crack that thing, put it on low, and that room will heat up really quick. Heat up? <laughs> yeah, I've got, man, I've got, 
He knows. I don't, I don't know if it's, it's got to be the bourbon, but I have been watching a lot of Mike Tyson videos on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. Like old school ones. I don't know if that's been like translating in to the past two podcasts where I'm going, Mr. Mathwar. Yeah. Mr. Mathwar. Yeah. Was, so, you know, you talk the little space heaters and stuff like that. Like I was reading up about how create micro environments throughout your house. So, or maybe not throughout your house, just pick a small room and you can, you know, put cardboard in between the blinds and the windows to kind of prevent any types of drafts. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. Duct tape, um, some blankets over the windows. Um, and you know, you can like in our kitchen living room, we have an open concept. Um, we have open doorways. So Joel was talking about how he would probably just kind of duct tape up some blankets around the, um, like fireplace area so that we could, have a micro environment to keep it warm, which we have a window right next to our fireplace. I think a better idea for that, if you were preparing for something like this, was to go to Home Depot, Lowe's, local hardware store, and get some drop plastic drop cloth, some plastic and that, that thicker stuff for painting, and um, mm-hmm. you can tack that up around a doorway, super easy. Tape it up around doorways, super easy, and um, get a better seal than you would with like a blanket mm-hmm. per se. So that, that's something that I've thought about that I would do. Um, in light of that, if I was in that situation, yeah, I'm going um, to go grab some. So, do you guys something that I, we're admittedly we don't have nearly enough of? But do you guys keep like stores of water around mm-hmm. just in case? So that's a good segue. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's get into that. We've we've talked about the heat, you know, and are not having power and what to do in that situation. Um, but yeah, let's Stacy um, for a, a good while. We kept probably four to five cases of bottled water. Um, here at the house, um, at our old house, we've laxed on that since like COVID's kind of, you know, trickled, you know, started yeah, since, acclimating since but, moving in, we've had a lot of like family gatherings, I guess you yeah, could say where we've pounded out some, some water. So that's on my list to restock back up. So, but let's talk about that because there's a lot of great ways in a situation like this, especially if you have time to prepare for it, that, you know, that you can gather, get, or have prepared water. And, you know, one of the first things is, you know, if you, if you're going to prepare for it, gallon jugs of water or just cases of bottled water. Do you guys have any, any kind of little tricks of yourselves that you think besides that? So for one, I know we usually keep on hand cases of bottled waters, which are, you know, what, 16.9 ounces or whatever. My goal is to get bigger jugs of that because say, if I did want to boil a stock pot full of water, um, if I you know, needed it to flush down. I mean, I probably wouldn't use drinking water to flush down the toilet, but um, if I were to need a larger amount, I don't want to empty out 16 ounces at a time of bottled water for, you know, something like that. Plus that's crazy amount of plastic to be using, but. Well, you know, we're talking, we're talking about, this is cold weather edition. Let's assume there's a lot of snow out there. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a water source. If you need it to be, you can gather snow up and, and large, you know, bits, bring it inside, melt it down, put it in buckets, and uh, you can use that to, you know, either boil and drink or flush toilets, flush toilets, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Yeah. I, you know, something to keep on hand is um, buckets, buckets and containers so that you can, if you foresee that snow is coming or some type of power situation, if there's a, that you can foresee it, you know, filling up your bathtubs, filling up pots of water, filling up, you know, Rubbermaid containers of water, um, but buckets. So a gallon of water weighs 8.35 pounds. So if you have a two gallon bucket, 
you know, you're close to 17 pounds, you know, five gallon bucket, which is typical that people carry around their house for industrial reasons. You know, we're talking Mm -hmm. 40, 50 pounds. That's hard to lug around. That's hard to lug around, you know, walk upstairs to flush a toilet or, you know, just to throw into a bathtub or a small basin or a sink. So smaller buckets and keep quite a few of them, quite a few of them on hand so you can have them for different uses and stock up with water. So, cause you don't never know how long it's going to go on for people in Texas. They have no idea. And right now they're dealing with parasites and other kind of crap in their water. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. rationing is happening. So buckets. Yeah. A guy I follow on Instagram from Texas, I guess he's got power, but they're in a situation where they're under a, a boil advisory. They're not supposed to be drinking the water straight out of the faucets right now. I think because like the watershed or something like that, but he posted a picture on Instagram. Like I said, he's got power. So he's still able to do stuff like that where he had gone outside and gathered a ton of snow and just filled his entire bathtub up with snow so that as his heater's running, it'll melt it down into usable water for stuff like you could either boil it at that point or flush commodes or whatever. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I keep in our house just because we have so many of, uh, you know, different grills and things like that. I have four propane tanks, the big boys, um, mm-hmm. that I keep all the time. And I try to keep those full as much as possible all the time. Um, so like I've got a tur I got, you know, Jeremy, you've got one too, like a like a like a, a burner for like a turkey fryer. Or we got the Camp Chef sidekick, you know, that you could put yep. something on and boil and whatnot. But if you're in a place where you don't have something like that, um, Camp Chef actually makes this thing called a striker. And it's a backcountry you know, cooking set. It's so cool. It's a little burner and it comes with a little pot and it's got, you know, a little bowl inside of it and stuff too. But it's got a pot enough to drink, probably do about two cups of water. I would would say maybe two or three cups of water in it. Yeah, or think if you had like some of that chunky stew in like a can or something like that, if you wanted to just reheat that up. But it runs off of any kind of of gas, like white gas or propane or whatever. Um, You can hook it up to those little Coleman tanks. And, um, but that's, it's, it's small, it's compact. If you're in an apartment or, or in a place where you really can't have the, you know, grills and shit like we got, you can get something like this, store it in your closet. And it's a great little prep item to where you could have, have boiled water or even cook food, coffee and coffee, all those things. And it doesn't use a lot of gas. Yeah. Didn't you guys say that you stocked up on like some life straws or something like that so that you could make usable drinking water out of uh, non-usable drinking water? Yeah. So we have four. We have one in each of our family members' bags. Yeah. So we got um, two life straws. Pretty cool to have. So if you don't know what a life straw is, life straw is basically- Like 20 bucks. It's a a one inch round, you know, straw looking thing. It looks like a basketball pump. Kind of, but it's got- filter that you suck water through isn't it yeah yeah you just put you it doesn't matter if the water is muddy or whatever this thing will will filter out 99.9 percent of all viruses and bacteria um the water won't taste i mean if you go to a muddy puddle and you're drinking it it's, it's going to taste <laughs> like that muddy puddle but you're it's getting not gonna give you the you're, shits yeah you're getting clean water another thing that i got that's and important I, I forgot the name yeah. of it. I was at REI and I was looking at, at looking at stuff and I was going to get a, I got a, I was going to get a pump that you could throw in a Creek, you know, and you pump it. And you know, when this guy comes, he goes, dude, don't get that. He goes, the amount of water that you are going to get, he goes, well, while you're pumping, he goes, it's going to wear you out. He said, mm-hmm. this item right here, it was like $36. Okay. So cool. And it's a little, you know, uh, 
unit and it screws it can screw on the end of a two liter bottle it comes with these little bags could screw on your nalgene you can it's got an adapter to go to a camelback like bladder system um yeah you would do it to your screw on your nalgene so basically you can fill up a vessel full of water screw this on the end of it and drink right there or pour it into like what you're going to cook with or pour it what you're going to cook with and it filters it uh, but the thing is is it will filter up to a hundred thousand gallons without having to change any filter or or anything what is that thing called I can go get it here (laughs) and uh, but but I yeah it's awesome I got to a, a hunt but like I was comparing it to some of the really expensive pumps that are 80 or a hundred dollars. And this thing is whooping their ass. Yeah. I mean, a hundred thousand gallons. I mean, geez Louise. I mean, that's, that's a lot of freaking water. I sound like I'm somebody from the fifties. Hey, yeah. but, um, but yeah, that's, and I think that's a great little thing to have. One thing to note on a, a unit like this, which I will get this before the end of the podcast, I'll bring the, the name down. Um, they told that should me, be your recommends this week. I've got a different recommends, and it, okay. and it is and it, and it is prepper related. But okay. um, so the uh, the the lady that was that I uh, was talking to that that sold me on this 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 filtration device. The one thing she said, she goes, if you're out in the cold, if you're in the weather and it's cold, the one thing you got to do is make sure you just bring this unit, little piece of thing in there, put it in your sleeping bag, keep it on your body. Don't let it freeze because the fibers inside of it um, can freeze and break and then it doesn't filter anymore. Just stick it in your crotch. Mm. Yep. Stick it up in your butthole. Mm-hmm. No, but. <laughs> stick it between your boobs. <laughs> But no, hey, whatever works. But little things like that, okay? I mean, like, like I'm, I haven't been known to thaw out an uncrustable yeah. in between my boobs before. I'm not gonna lie. And then I ate it um, <laughs> without my hands. <laughs> but but no, like that that little device having some sort of water filtration system is, I think, that's a game changer. Yeah, um, because if you do live near some sort of water source. At least you can get out and and gather some water and know that your kids, you, your family, aren't going to get sick from drinking any of that. Um, some other like small items that I would suggest would be um, keep paper plates and stuff like that on hand because then you don't have all that waste, like on like all that. Uh, nasty food. washing dishes, washing yeah. dishes, creating water. You know, if you're cooking, say you got, you're cooking up some chicken, you know, you're not going to cut, cut it on a paper plate so you can just toss it. You don't have to worry about washing all the, the nastiness because sanitation wise, it could get really freaking disgusting with a few days without water. And an, yeah. And another thing that I think too, if you don't have any water, some things that there's a company out there, this is just one dimension is called dude wipes. Um, but maybe, but even just wet wipes themselves, keeping something like that on in stock for, for sanitary purposes. I, you can't shower, you can't take a bath, but you can at least wipe yourself down and get the grime and the grit off of you. Change the oil a little bit on your skin <laughs> uh, while you're in a situation like this. Yeah, um, a large stock pot. That's something that you want to keep. You know, if you've got to boil water for any type of reasons, you don't mm-hmm. want a small, you don't want to boil multiple small little pots worth. Get a big stock pot. And you can use that for multiple reasons. Um, and that's where a turkey fryer would come in handy because yeah. that burner out there gets the, would get the water boiling quickly and you'd have a large amount of it. Um, if you were able to keep big propane tanks for your grills, something like that would be fantastic. You know, and another tip that I saw, if you don't have running water um, and you're using like just buckets to flush your toilet, don't put the toilet paper in the toilet when you're doing that because just the act of doing that, if you put the toilet paper in there, just throw it in the garbage because it can clog up your system pretty quickly without having actual flush. And another thing, 
you can have. Well, you're not going to pluck your turds out of the toilet. And, and, and no, another thing you can have is what we used to do when we go backcountry uh, hiking back when I was in my younger days. Just go out in the fucking yard, sorry, Matt, with a shovel, dig a hole and shit and piss on that. Cover that jazz back up. In our neighborhood, can you imagine me going out into the backyard? <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. For the God and everybody. Yeah, they would have tons of light when they saw my white ass sitting out there. They'd be like, oh my gosh, the sun's coming up. Pull out your solar chargers. Yeah. Bong. Pull out your solar chargers. <laughs> they would. They would see it. And it would be a bad, bad deal. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think things like that, like buckets, water. Uh, gallon milk jugs, just vessels that you can gather water in is very important. And something that we keep in our house because we were campers, um, you know, zero degree sleeping bags. They are completely underrated we because I'm going to tell you right now on the no power segment. Yeah. We have camped in like what we've slept in like 30, 40 degree weather yeah. and not cold at all. Like if you are in one of those, it's, it's amazing. Like I used to always just go with like what, 30 or mm-hmm. 40 degree sleeping bags and Joel and I would freak out. I'm like, I don't want to camp when it's this cold. He'd say, you're fine. You're fine. It, it, you are, you wrap that thing around your head like a caterpillar. I think that is something that I would splurge on and make sure that you have in your house because the power goes out and you cuddle up with that. You're fine. Well, they also That's make, they also make these things that I've invested. I got four of them sleeping bag liners and it's yeah. a, it's like a, it's like a fleece blanket that's a sleeping bag. You stick that inside, and it will raise the temperature, you know, whatever of your sleeping bag up to fifteen to twenty degrees. Yeah, there's been times where we'll put the sleeping bag liner in the zero or the zero degree um, sleeping bag, and I've had to like pull my socks off because I'm like well, I'm just generating so much heat in there. Yep. That's something that I would keep in the house. But there's a lot of people in Texas and stuff going through all this stuff right now, and they're freezing because they don't have things like that. Because right. who, yeah, who does that in Texas? You know, it's so true. Because like, you look at Texas. Some portion of Texas is like below the Mexico border. You know, like, <laughs> and it's frozen tundra right now. It's like it's crazy, man. Yeah, so, it's the perfect storm in a lot of ways. So we've gotten through power. Uh, we want to hit any more on water, Jeremy? You've been like super quiet, bro. Y'all just been blazing through these topics say, one right after the other. Throwing like, a finger up, man. <laughs> no, we haven't really given him a chance. I think he's just so in awe of our knowledge. He just like is just taking it all in. Is what it is. What about I like? Am. What about charcoal? So like something oh. that I want to keep is a bunch of bags of charcoal and like fuel sources for grills. I know, Joel, you mentioned that you've got like propane. Yeah, I don't. I don't own a propane grill, so I don't. I mean, I've got propane but for like other things my yeah, turkey fryer top. for example that's true that's true i do have that so so you're right so i, I stand corrected you, that's so charcoal <laughs> that's a really great idea and that's something that i feel like we that's i'm, I'm writing it down on, on our list well it's a good thing too because charcoal can be a great fire starter as well you know yep. you you know if you if you don't have a lot of kindling or whatnot something to, to you know get a, if you don't have actual fire starters you can get some paper and some charcoal, put it together, and you can make yourself a fire pretty easy with a couple briquettes of charcoal. Jeremy, I saw a bewildered look on your face. I'm thinking you're like going to bring a charcoal grill inside your house. I was like, we just talked about this, Joel. No. Don't put your grill in your house. Like, come on now. Um, well, I saw where you can keep um, empty jugs of milk, like the cl- translucent ones, and you can kind of tape it 
to, or put a flashlight inside of it. And it just really illuminates the room versus like trying to light up your room with a flashlight. Just put, mm-hmm. just like attach a, some, a diffuser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just really diffuses the whole room with that. Um, another thing that we, since we started prepping, we got those really like the quality, um, glow sticks that are in like the really thick foil packets, um, that oh. could be used to light up the room. They said like, if you go to, you know, if you have your power out or whatever, and you, you'd leave a glow stick with your child. So that, you know, if they would like leave it on them so that if they were to wake up, they would have that and could go. I want to crack all those so bad. I just, oh, it's yeah. so much fun. I yeah. just, like, <laughs> just have like a, a rave. Yeah. hundred percent. And those are, those are cheap ways to illuminate. I think the ones that we've got last for like 12 hours. 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Really? I think so. Wow. All right. So uh, I could be, I think everything on my list, uh, we kind of went over already. The only thing other, I, only other thing I had, um, is we, we talked about this in the past, you know, uh, especially with the pandemic and everything, uh, we buy everything in bulk. So we have large amounts of these things that we've all talked about, you know, just on hand normally, that's how we like to run our house. Um, but dry goods, um, have some cases of ramen, have some canned foods, have things that are very easy to prepare. So you don't have to go the extra mile. You're not needing 30 different ingredients to pull a dish together. You know, you can make some ramen, you can make some corned beef hash, some canned vegetables, things like that. Things that can sit in the back of your cabinet for years on end and that take something like the striker or just uh, a single one burner stove or something just to heat up and have for dinner, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good segue into the, the food portion of this. Um, I was thinking about that today before the podcast, Jeremy, you know, like I have three freezers. Uh, mm-hmm. All of us have freezers full of meat, but mm-hmm. what happens if you can't get that, if that freezer can't be powered and it's not the winter time and your food goes bad. Okay. Dry foods are to me, like have they can to be, withstand, they can withstand. They have to can goods and dry food have to be like a staple. Um, ramen is fantastic and very versatile. So I, I think I've just had a revelation here. So the last thing on my list, I, dry goods. Absolutely. Yes. I was a little more narrow and I said flour, specifically a 25 pound bag of King Arthur all purpose flour. Because with that 11.7% protein. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need for a starter flour and water. And then once you have a starter, you can make bread out of that. I mean, as long as you've got salt, that's so all you guys need to do is for flavoring. Yeah. Just think of sourdough as (laughs) think of it as prepping and then you'll be good to go. That's right. Stacey's like, holy shit, I oh, might do this. Shit. Now. <laughs> like pulling out the Cambro. We just had the speaker language. Like she's like, all right, guys, I gotta go. Like we got stuff to do tonight. Really though, side That's note, it. side note, don't I need to like be feeding it every night? So if I go out of town, shouldn't I wait? I'll feed it. Well, once it's established, you can put it in the fridge and stuff, but uh, you need to determine your own feeding schedule if you want to feed it in the morning or night, but it's the same time every day. No, you'll make my, you'll make my starter die. <laughs> feed our dogs. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but- candles. Well, hang on. Let's, let's, oh yeah, we're on food. Let's, Sorry. Let's, let's stay on. Let's stay on food. But <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Stacey's trying to blow through these topics. Everybody <laughs> works candles. I just yeah. have an excuse to buy some. Yeah, so I want to stay on food. There you go. Man. So, like, you know, for me, I have always been like, I can, I can get food. Like, I feel, I feel like. Now, that's not. That's never a guarantee. I've always felt like if I needed to go fish it or hunt it, I could go get uh, my family food if I needed to. But. There's no guarantee in that. There's no guarantee. We wouldn't want you to leave. Like if the road was covered in two inches of ice. There's no guarantee on what situation I'm going to be in or where we're going to be at, that kind of stuff. And I think that's why you you have to be prepared with, I feel like, at least three to four days 
worth of food. Yeah, because what if you had like an illness or you were suffering from hypothermia and you couldn't go trek through the woods to go get us something to eat? That's true. Then uh, it would be on Jace, my eldest son. <laughs> <laughs> New man of yes. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> We've been keeping, uh, so Harper, we finally found a formula that works for her. We've been keeping yes. like a stock of baby formula because you even with like the stuff going on with COVID, you never know when that stuff's going to go out of stock. So we've got like, what we've done is we've got like five cans of that in the pantry. And then as we use one, we'll just go buy one. So Perfect. we've got theoretically like um, over a month worth sitting there ready to go. So my brother um, had his my nephew, his child at the beginning of the, of that damn pandemic. And that was one thing that was, we kind of, cause they, he was a formula baby and they had a specific kind of formula that he was taking. The other stuff was upsetting him, yada, 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it's like, we couldn't find it. So me and my dad and my brother, literally one day we were like, we were calling places and, and running around. I'm like, and I called him like, it's at target. Go get it right now. You know, that kind of stuff. And they were limiting. You can only buy one and all that stuff. So that was kind of a scary time because he's got this brand new baby that needs to eat. And we couldn't find the food for that. The baby was able to eat. Well, then that yeah. goes into the, it's been a while since I've bought formula, but you know, a lot of people can't afford to keep five cans at home. So that's what has me worried about a lot of families out there in Texas. You know, a lot of people running, you know, half a can of formula at a time and then boop, they can't leave or they don't have the money to go and buy it or the stores are empty and and cleared out. Like, what do you do? Well, but, but I feel like too, that's what this is about. This is saying, Hey, you need to be prepared. Yeah. So you need to make it a priority, especially if you have a baby to that's where you need to allocate things. I need to know that I have a backup of this item all the time. Yeah. You know, and, um, and that's and the for, thing. Forego something else so I know I got a backup of this item. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, prepping can get expensive. Like, if you go out and kind of do like what we did, it can be expensive to like go and buy this, 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 and this. So they say, yeah. if you can't afford it, slowly build your supplies in advance. Mm-hmm. So each time, just each time, go grab a bag of beans or a bag of rice or, you know, a case of waters this time. And then next, you know, next week, you know, get something else that will kind of um, just slowly advance and build those supplies. Yeah. And, but that, that's, that, yeah, we, we went crazy and bought a bunch of shit all at once. Yeah. You know, food wise, um, we have canned sardines, um, canned oysters, um, packets of tuna, um, canned chicken. And for the protein purposes, we've got peanut butter pouches, uh, pouches of jerky, pouches of fruit leather. No, no, Vienna sausages? Well, that was a given. We've probably got about 10. <laughs> we got got the flavors, bro. Come on. Yeah, he, he's got jalapeno. You've got original jalapeno, barbecue, and uh, hot and spicy. Hot and spicy. So, okay. So, <laughs> your, your pantry is like, like a gas station. No, it, no it's, it's freaking disgusting. There is a drawer, and it's just like disgusting canned meats, so, sardines, and sauces. And So, previous to the podcast happening, I dropped probably about 20 minutes before the podcast started. I, I, I text everybody. And in, in our message, and I said, "Make me a list of things you would find essential." And I wanted it to be fun. Matt and Jeremy's they made things that were like, "This is my essentials." You know what I mean? And then <laughs> I want to I want to compare my list to your alls real quick, if you don't care. Um, yeah, let's you do know, it. Your alls has been some like excellent ideas. What do you think the first thing on my list is? Bourbon Vienna sausages? Huh? Bourbon Vienna sausages? No beef jerky. 
Yeah, you're halfway there. <laughs> and Cheetos. <laughs> and Cheetos. <laughs> First thing on my list. That's two things. Be- beef jer- that's, We're not no, prepared then. I've they got go jerky. in my mouth at the same time. It counts as one. Uh, <laughs> okay. So it's beef jerky. That's one meal. Beef jerky and Cheetos. So I got to have yeah. that, that, that. The next thing was bourbon. Guns and ammo. That, they go together. Come on now. Smoked vainias. And then on a serious note, knife with fire starters. So. That's two items. That's no, two separate I was going to say, you Ooh. really stretched that five-item <laughs> list out. And they're in five slots, as you can see. <laughs> Wait, I, I want to know why Guns and Ammo is not serious, but uh, Knife and Fire Starter <laughs> is serious. Because yeah, that's when we get out there with my freaking bourbon going, <laughs> I got two weeks off of work. Get off my lawn. Oh, oh so you can like sh- fire some victory shots in the air. That's it's it. not for like hunting or anything. That's no. how he'll start his food. He'll lay the charcoal out and... I got, shoot a shotgun I got, at it. I got cases of Vianias. I don't need food. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ram, ramen though. Ramen is a good idea. Before we started the podcast, that's one thing I was thinking about because we have some of that in our pantry. And when we're Jer- not going to have much lately because the stuff that Jeremy got us is dang. Oh, so good. That, that's like, yeah. and we're about out. That's, that's gourmet shit. But the- um, and, and like a lot of those pantry staple items that we know we're going to go through, like it, like we buy ramen by the case, like it's like a 12 pack or whatever, but like, just like Matt does with the formula, like you take one, you leave one, you know, like you don't wait till you're out of something. You have one on backup. And and we do that with pretty much most of like the, uh, disposable goods in our house, paper towels, toilet paper, uh, cases of water and stuff like that. You know, it's not, you don't wait till you're out. You have the extra, put that in its place and then replace the extra one, you know? Yes. And I think we all do a great job of that, but, uh, a little hack, I guess for prepping and I know this may sound gross but we used to do it backpacking a lot um, so if you're if you're trying to get some food storage and a good way to get some good protein because ramen is good it's delicious but it, uh, it's not a lot of protein in there I have a feeling you've told us this before I have I think but it's it's getting canned chicken um, a little I, I know <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy's face but hey this is life or death here alright so we're trying to get a little, uh, little the, protein uh, in our the, diet the ramen we have is 210 calories with 9 grams of protein I think in it which is not too bad I, I, I'm gonna stick with that how does ramen have protein in it in the broth uh, maybe? broth flour has a lot of protein in it oh anyways I like to put some canned chicken in my ramen and it, it gives it gives us some texture and some deliciousness Stacy hasn't oh. made it to that chapter in flour, water, salt, yeast yet. No, I, I actually, I just learned that recently when I read that there was like different proteins. So they, there's different protein percentages, which makes for a better rise and stuff like that. So I did read that, but I'm a freaking nurse and I know so much about nutrition. Never knew there was protein in flour. So, um, <laughs> I've been like really strictly counting my calories and trying to focus on my macros since like ending the carnivore diet. And, uh, I ate a bunch of sourdough bread this past week cause I made a bunch and, oh um, I've been tracking like how much protein is in the bread and stuff. I'm like, holy shit, this is like anabolic muscle bread. Cause there's so much protein in this stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's actually really good. Yeah. I saw that Ty had some garlic sourdough and it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. That, that you know, pre- uh, prepper bread is is what we're gonna call that. Okay. I like it. This is this is almost a sourdough podcast at this point, right? <laughs> we talked about well, it. So much. you've got me sold. It is. It's the ultimate. Prep I'm canceling food. my trip just so I can make sure I'm well prepared with my starter. <laughs> <laughs> you should. I would highly recommend it. <laughs> well, I think we've gone over some um, a lot of good things. Um, Barely touched what we needed to, but I'm, there's just so much. There is. There's so much. In, there's endless amounts, and and it's like a Swiss Army knife. You can use a bunch of different things for a bunch of different you know applications but in prepping but um 
I think we need to hit to take a break, get to our the end of the podcast. Yeah, reload recommends rapid fire and uh, F wad, so, so Jeremy can shoot a wad of French. Oh, Goodness. Oh, let's hit the. Let's, let's take a break. I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We're going to jump right into rapid fire question tonight. Let's do Stacy. She loves to go first because she always has the quick answers. Joel, <laughs> and then finish off with Matt. Best for last. First question of the night: If you pay for the whole speedometer, does that mean you have the right to use the whole speedometer, Stacy? I think you have the right to use it. Yes. You're right True. to party, Joel. Yes. Tear that gun. Don't give it off to me. And give it hell. Matthew Farr with your 38-gallon truck. Yeah, you have the right to use it, but that doesn't mean you won't get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you have some experience Different people, lately, different rights. Right? You have a time travel machine. When do you go to? Are we going backwards or forwards? It just says when. You have a time travel machine. Okay. When do you go? I'm going back to the 80s, baby. The 80s in general, not like a specific date? Um... Um... 1988. I'd be six years old and just, I would go to concerts. So many concerts. There you go. Joel? I'm rolling back to the 90s, man, when, um, you know, things were fun and people carried boom boxes on their shoulders. You can still do that if you want. You should be weird. No. Matt? <laughs> man, that's such a good question, Jeremy. Um, I think I might I think I might take a peek into the future, maybe like twenty years into the future, just to see what it is that we can expect. Right, see that see scares what's going me. on. That scares me. Oh wait, we didn't we, What if we, I wasn't there? We didn't pre I, we didn't preface do we have to stay there? You do you have you have a time travel machine. Oh yeah. Do, do what you want. I think I'm I think I'm changing my answer, gonna do go with that. Do no. that or, or go back and see the Mongols. I don't want to know the something. future. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in case you're wondering, uh, on June 28th, 2009, Stephen Hawking had a uh, time traveler party. He didn't send out the invitations until after the party. That way, if there was any time travelers, they would get them already and be able to come. So if you'd like to prove time travel exists in the con- in the in this continuity, uh, June 28th, 2009, that's the date you want to travel to. Clever. <laughs> I gotcha. A uh, rabbit hole real quick. As you all, y'all seen where scientists think they have found a portal to the fifth dimension nope google it i don't even know what the fifth dimension is i don't even know what the fourth dimension is the fourth the fourth dimension is time i don't even know what a dimension is you know what the fifth dimension is jesus no hey zeus <laughs> stacy these snozberries taste like what snozberries Snozberries taste like snozberries. They do. They taste like snozberries. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. The next one is a true or false question. Is it sea level or sea curve? Sea level. Okay. Okay. But I uh, get what you're saying. Uh, Joel. True. 
is sea it, level, is not it, sea curve. Yeah, well, you said true or false question, so. I know, and then I read it wrong off the thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm false just because I'm going to disagree with Joel. <laughs> <laughs> What's the answer? So, so you think it's sea curve, not sea level. What? Uh, I'm just trying to prove that the earth is flat. It's sea level, yes, not sea yes, curve. Yes, you yes, know? true, true, flat. The, the earth is clearly flat. Uh, That's how that works. Instruction's unclear. <laughs> instruction's unclear. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. uh, the okay. true theory of flat earth is not clear anyway, yeah. so yeah. deal with it. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Stacy? I'd like to think so. I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. Joel? No. I've ate it before. No, it. If, if there's if pineapples on it, it's a flatbread, not a pizza. Mm, I like that. Yep. Okay. It has to be paired with a salty meat. Well, Ham. what's the difference between a flatbread and a pizza? Ooh, that's a philosophical deep dive. I'm not sure we have time for right now. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> the, we'll say that for the sourdough. But I want to know. Good. All right, see you next year. I just want you to know when we do sourdough, y'all are doing the outline on it because I have no idea where to direct it. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll do the same kind of outline y'all do for these shows. Uh, 43 minutes beforehand, we'll let you know uh, what we're planning. <laughs> That'd be perfect. It'll be good. Have you ever seen a UFO, Stacy? You know, as a child, I felt like I have, yes. Oh, okay. Joel? Yes, I feel like I have uh, twice in my life seen a UFO. I like how both of you feel like you have. It's one of the things. There's it's no like, confidence. It's like, no, it's like freaking Bigfoot. You're know, like, was that Bigfoot? I don't know. That was not a, that looked weird in the sky. Why was it moving that way? Well, you know, why yeah. was it hovering over me with the blue light on my head? I don't get it. <laughs> why did they put that thing on my exactly. butt? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Matt? No, I've never seen a UFO. Okay. Next question is name that movie. Ah! First one who has the answer, just pipe up. Yep. A small town doctor brings three people closer together. Doctor Doolittle. What? <laughs> just took a stab. Just took it, a stab, man. Is this a horror movie? It is a horror movie. <gasps> what is there a movie where somebody like combines Hanna- three people? <gasps> Hannibal Lecter. Centipede! <gasps> the human oh, centipede. <laughs> I feel like that was a team effort. That was a group effort. It was. It was. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fine, Matt. I, I'll share I the trophy. Almost, yeah. I almost told Joel he was very close with his first comment of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the South Park version of centipede? Yes, with the with the apple stuff. Yeah. I can eat the vanilla paste, <laughs> the octopus, or the vanilla paste. Cuttlefish. 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 <laughs> oh, cuttlefish. Okay, I eat the cuttlefish. <laughs> so bad. Sorry. Matt, have you not seen that clip? Nah, I haven't oh. watched South Park. Oh my God! We'll Somebody sh- send that to him. We'll share it the winner. South Park is like the best commentary on like our our culture ever. It's fantastic. Anyway, why is it called high school if you're not allowed to do any drugs, Stacy? I don't know what I'm supposed to say to this. Well, this is why I let you go first. Yeah, um, I don't know why it's called high. I guess because it's the highest form of schooling that is required. It's not required, and there are much higher forms. Required, Joel. though. It's not required. It is technically. Well, I mean, your parents will go to jail if you don't go, but whatever. No, they won't. You don't have to go to high school. You have to go to school. Unless you officially... I work with a lot of people who haven't gone to high school. 
<laughs> That's a good point. You can drop out. You can drop out. I guess you're right. <laughs> what, Once you're 18, that? right? Why, why is that? Why is it that you can drop out of high school, but if you don't take your kid to freaking middle school, that they, they come for you? I, I don't know. I, have they been coming for you? You guys seem to know a lot about this. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I know, man. <laughs> there was a one. Okay. All right. Uh, I have no witty answer. I'm going to agree with Stacy. I think it is the highest form of public schooling. Getting high on education. Matt. I want to know why it's called high school, but elementary school isn't called small school. <laughs> I know. Low school. Because you have high, middle, and then elementary. Like, they really screwed yeah, it up doesn't there. doesn't make any sense. They did. Do strangers have the best candy? Stacy. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Joel. <laughs> Only if they're asking me to get in their car. <laughs> Not their van. <laughs> Very selective over here. They have no windows. I don't. I don't. Do strangers have Reese's Pieces? Then maybe they do have the best candy. Reese's I don't know. Pieces. I, I laughed so hard they, over that. They have tons of feces pieces, <laughs> and that brings us to the final question of the night. Stacy, the one you love to answer every single week. Are Reload Rubs the greatest seasonings of all time? Have we been disappointed here where we live by not getting any snow? Bam. Well, ah. that sounded really... That sounded really... Yeah, it's a little insensitive there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wanted, like, a dusting. Sorry, Texas. <laughs> that sounded really terrible. Can we redo that? No! That's saying it. Can we redo that? Uh-uh. No, I mean... I- I think you're permanently going to go first for now on in, uh, in rapid fire here. <laughs> Stick my foot in my mouth. No, no. They canceled school and they tell us we're going to get all this snow. Okay. And then we wake up and we have puddles. That's all I mean. I'm sorry. I would, I, I will stay, I will stay with no snow. Um, I'm very sorry to everybody in Texas. For that. I had fantastic rabbit hole, Stacey. Joel? I had something so witty and it just went out the damn freaking window. Uh, frick me. I have to redo that. Yeah. It's wild turkey good. I have to redo that. No, you're not. Fantastic answer, Joel. And Matthew Farr. Yes, of course. But I also wish that we at least got a little bit of snow. Like some sensitivity to Texas, of course. But I would like to have any snow this year. So at least like an inch would be nice, right? Uh, Yeah, everybody likes snow. That's what she said. Okay, now she's putting it back on me now. Okay. No, like if you look at the weather report, it was like snow and then like the strip down the middle. It's like God took his finger and went, no snow for you. No snow for Knoxville or Chattanooga. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. All right, folks, that brings us to the end of Rapid Fire Questions. Going to throw it over to Joel from here. That's right, guys. It's time for that segment you've all been waiting for. That segment we recommend things to you we are, think are badass and awesome. With that being said, let's... Reload recommendations, recommendations from Reload. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Incredible. So much anticipation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, how you doing, girl? Ooh, how you doing? Hey, hot. Hey. All right, guys. We're going to do. Uh, I really like Jeremy's order in which he was uh, putting things in there. So I'm going to throw Stacy. Okay. Then we'll go to Jeremy. And we're going to do Matt. And then last but not least, no, swap it. Stacy, Jeremy, myself, 
then last, we're going to throw in the best. Best, best, best for last twice. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Myth okay. Mr. Mr. what you got. Father Fa. Um, so, my reload recommends is something that is um, kind of pertinent to our topic. It is something that I always make sure that we have in our pantry, a pantry staple um, for, you know, when things were getting bad with the pandemic or something with a uh, shelter in place. Um, and it is cans of Gatorade powder. So we keep four or five cans here um, at all times. And, you know, it's like concentrated Gatorade powder. So, of course, we would need water for that. Uh, that's why you would need to keep um, a good water stash. Um, but, like, pandemic-wise, you know, when we were staying at home for quite some time, the kids were drinking it, Joel was drinking it. Um, you know, if yeah. we were to get sick, yeah. you've got electrolytes. And it's just a small, instead of like storing tons of bottles of Gatorade, you've got a small can that makes so much, like it yields so much Gatorade electrolytes for you. Do you, as a medical professional here, do you feel like you can drink, and I, this is could be a stupid question, do you feel like you can drink less water if you have like a powder like that that has electrolytes and things, vitamins in it? Um, I really don't know. I have not like studied the nutritional facts of it. I do know that there's vital things in it like sugar and potassium and sodium that is helpful rather than just drinking plain water. So for instance, if you are sick or you are battling some sort of, you know, like a hangover, hangover. I mean, even if you're about, you know, if you're hypothermic or you're like under the weather and your body needs, you're dehydrated or anything like that. Those are the things that are going to get you. Um, some energy and stuff like that rather than just plain water so we like to keep it it gives me peace of mind i know like if you know especially with covid still running around if we have to stay at home for two weeks we don't need to cry out for all these plastic bottles we've got cans of gatorade powder love it jeremy what you got my man were we supposed to theme our recommends this week? Like, is Matt going to come up with, like, REM, just the end of the world as we know it? Like, because um, I certainly didn't. Tears of fears. <laughs> um, this is something I've been doing for a couple weeks now, and uh, it's really helped me to stay mindful and uh, keep on some uh, some fitness goals and stay with uh, kind of the New Year's goals that I, that I, uh, I set for myself with... Uh, you know, just weight loss and, and staying healthier and uh, staying motivated to do things. And that is uh, walking 10,000 steps a day. Uh, on average, I usually walk seven to 8,000 steps. And so for the past couple of weeks, I've been setting a goal to hit 10,000 a day. And it just keeps my, uh, it's not very difficult to do, but it keeps myself mindful. Like, oh, when I get home, don't sit on the couch. Maybe just go for a 10 minute walk or something. You know, there's a thousand steps. And uh, it just keeps me up and doing things like, oh, I need to get a few steps. Uh, why don't I go play hide and seek with the kids instead of sit on the couch and play on my phone or something. Yeah. And that's just been something that's been really helpful for me to uh, keep going. And it's a very easy to goal to hit. Um, pretty much anybody, uh, no matter what condition you're in, you can you can hit 10,000 steps in a day. It, it, it's not that far. Um, it's not some great distance, some huge goal to overcome, but it's really just a mindfulness thing. And so I've been really enjoying doing it and I'd recommend it. I love that. And how are you um, monitoring that? Uh, my Apple Watch. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, I love that. So because... you have to get an Apple Watch to do it. Uh, you can't do it any other way. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, I love that idea because, you know, I'm at home quite a bit, you know, working from home and stuff like that. And I, you know, mm-hmm. when I was a nurse, I would get, you know, no problem. 12, 15,000 steps yeah. because, you know, I'm busting it on a 13 hour shift at the hospital. But when I wasn't working that as much and I work at an urgent care now, I'm not getting that as much. And, you know, yeah. to be able to look at a physical number and say, you know what, 
I need to walk around a little bit more through the house. I need to go take a walk with yeah. the dog, anything like that. Like I love, it's such a goal that you can set that is easily attainable that you just don't think about. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And like, like I said, my, my average day is seven, 8,000. If I have a really busy day at work, I'll hit 10,000 at work and not even have to worry about it. Uh, but like a Sunday when I'm not doing anything, I might only walk 4,000 steps, which is nothing. And like, when you have like a rest day, you should have an active rest day. You know, your body still needs to move and stuff. So going out for like a 15 minute walk, and if it's a nice day, go to the park and have a walk or something, you know, or go around your neighborhood. Um, it's great just to get outside, to get in the sunshine, uh, you know, get some fresh air and get some steps in. Pro tip. You're low on your steps. Listen to Scatman. It'll get you there really quick. I thought you were going to say like something about the bedroom. It's a Scatman. So too. You know. No. All right. Moving on to me. Good. <laughs> you don't know the Scatman song? No. Anybody. I'm a Scatman. No. Was this back like in the roaring 1920s? When you guys were like teenagers? I'm getting this right now. We're not moving on. Is this your recommend? I want to know. I want to know right now. Message me when you listen to this if you've heard of the Scatman song. Please. Freaking A. What in the world? This I can't even find the guy. Damn it. All right. Matt, you're going to have to add this to the playlist. Anyways. All right. Is it on? is it even on YouTube or is it like like a record yet to you get? You couldn't find it? No, there's a bunch of Scatman knockoffs. All right, so my recommendation, we may, maybe maybe Matt can fit it in the end of the credits. Uh, my recommendation uh, for this is going along the lines of the prepping, and it's a company that I saw on Shark Tank um, a long time ago, and it's called Luminate. It's inflatable solar um, lights that also double as a charger. So if you want to charge your, your phone chart, your phone or something small, like a light or something like that, but it's a little, uh, I'll show you guys right here. Um, they come they're they, they collapse. They're very small. Um, but check it out right there, guys. So these things, <clears throat> these things put off a lot of light. It looks like a little, little square bag that just, you blow up and then it's got a little solar panel on the top of it. You can hang them and put them anywhere along the lines of what Stacy was talking about earlier with milk jugs, putting the flashlight inside of it, illuminating your house. You can do this. Sit that sucker outside all daggum day. Um, let it charge itself up uh, in the evening. Bring it in. You can have some light when you don't have power. You can also charge your devices on it. Um, they're not that expensive. They range from like 20 to 50 and I think some of them are like $60 depending on which one you get. Um, great little item. Great prepper. I have one. And um, if we ever need it, we're going to use it. I'm a scat man. <laughs> How have you not heard that? I don't know. Who are you people? <laughs> Young ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're only like. Well, let's get into some- six years younger, right? Well, apparently. Are you? Jeremy, you're 31, right? Hmm. Matt? I'm also 31. Yep. I think I'm the youngest one on the show, though. I think, so, Jeremy, you're a few months so older than me. So we're 37. Yeah, I think so. You're about to be 38. Why are you going to throw saying, that out there? I'm saying I'm about to be 38 in April. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be 38 in two days. All right, so... Uh, 28 for the 10th time. That's right. Yeah. So, anyway, let's get on to some real music. My man, Mitha Mafar, Path of Torch. All right, so I actually have a twofer this week. The rare twofer. Whoa! Uh, so... 
I'm going to start off with music, but I also have another recommendation too. So this week for Matt's music, I have Mesa, Arizona based American rock musician, Austin Gibbs. So we're continuing the theme this week again of bands that I've seen open for other bands, just like last week with the night game. I saw them open for John Mayer. Saw Austin Gibbs open for a band called Augustana several years ago. Uh, And in this case, Austin Gibbs ended up being way better than the band we actually went to go see. So for a rip-roaring, rowdy good time, this is a song called La La La. That's it's one you really have to pay attention to. Listen to the words on it. Go check out the yeah. playlist. Go to uh, Spotify and look up Reload Recommends. Uh, this is one of the most recent songs, La 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 by Austin Gibbs. Listen to the words. It's hilarious. It's awesome. Uh, the second part of my recommendation is the day that this show is airing, Tuesday, we officially have 36 days until baseball's opening day. And so a tradition that... A, Every year, once spring training starts, we go and watch uh, a bunch of baseball movies, but we always watch Moneyball. So I'm going to recommend go watch Moneyball with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. It's one of my favorites. I've never seen it. I know. It's It's a fantastic movie. That's a true story, too. It is. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's one movie that I wanted to see that I haven't haven't seen. You haven't seen it either? I've not seen it either. Let's watch it. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. I watched it recently. Oh, really? Good. Mm-hmm. I want, I'm looking I, it up right now. I want to see that, and I want to see Wolf of Wall Street. I've not watched that yet. Yeah, it's we good, too. Yeah. So, excellent recommendations, Mr. Mafar. Mr. Mafar. Mr. Mafar. Mr. Mafar. So, it's down to the end of the podcast, guys. I hope you enjoyed the recommendations. But we got to end this sucker with the Jeremy's French word of the day. <laughs> we... Welcome and bienvenue. French word of the day this week, inside this month, this quarter of this year. (laughs) Inside this decade and century, (laughs) millennium. (laughs) All right, guys, this week we're going to do one that you're probably all very familiar with, but you might not actually know what the word means. The French word of the day is sous vide. Does anyone know the actual meaning of it? I know, I know, but I'm not going to say. Isn't it... um, vacuumed Shit. or like in something like in a bag or something like that or vacuum feel bag <laughs> in a <laughs> bag like vacuumed in a bag vacuuming a bag something like it that means under vacuum under vacuum okay, okay yeah yeah is the literal close. translation of it but uh it's something we've talked about before on the show and talked about having an episode about um it is putting something under a vacuum and cooking it in a in a water bath with a circulator and the circulator is what we actually call the sous vide. Um, and that circulator heats the water up to a very set temperature and cooks either the protein vegetable or whatever you have in there to that exact temperature. And that is what sous vide is sous vide. 
I, uh, Matt, if you would like to ask Joel, spell it. <laughs> how are you feeling right now, Joel? Not good. What's your confidence uh, level? Really? Like one to uh, 10, what's your confidence? Uh, well, okay. You know, I, I think my confidence level. I love the color commentary here. Yeah, like, this yeah, is good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a six, I'm thinking on this one. Okay. Um, I am right. nervous. I have looked at the damn box we have of our CB, <laughs> whatever the hell, a jewel, uh, several times. And I've. What was that hand motion? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but uh, uh, all right, I'll give it a shot. You're all here. We go. Freaking a. Suvi, 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 S O U S V E I D E. So close. Oh, you were so close. Suvid. Right there in the end, it just went, went off the rails. S O U S V I D E. Say it again. Two words. S O U S V I D E. V I D E. Fuck. Shit. You did good. I'm proud of you, Pants. Pants. Good job, Pants. P A N C E. Pants. That's how it's spelled. The deuce in his pants. That's Okay, well, that note, I want to get the hell out of here. So we thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. Hope you all learned something. Uh, we do ask that you send many prayers out for Texas and everyone that's out there right now going through um, everything they're going through and other states as well. You know, with this big storm and all this um, climate we're having right now, please pray for the people that um, that are in need. So we love you guys. And we ask you, hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to that Reload podcast anytime, anywhere. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. Matt, just fix that in post. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> just fi- uh, okay. Shouldn't take you too fix long. Fix that in post. Matt, you, know. you can fix that. Shouldn't take long. Shouldn't take long. <laughs> you ready, guys? <laughs> um, Matt, you looked like you were in pain. I was grooving. Levels, levels. Oh. <laughs> I won't, my bad. I won't dance next time. <laughs> no, dance was, dance was fine, but I was looking at your face. Sit in your seat. Your face was like... <laughs> I was, like, Dude, I was feeling it. Am I painting it right now? Have you ever? Uh, there, I'll send you a video sometime of like guitar face, like when guys are just really shredding on guitar. They always have that same look. Like uh, I make that same face sitting on the toilet, man. <laughs> Who does that to work for? Um, no, now that I know what the face is, I'll keep it. Don't don't let that face go. Yes, all right, so it's we, like it's like Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore. You too good for your home. Get your home, boy. Get your home, boy. Uh, do we want to do the whole intro over again, Matt? No, I just say we're doing some ketchup. <laughs> huh? As opposed to what? Well, I mean, well, I mean the intro was good. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just kidding with you <laughs> from last week. Our, 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 whatever. No.
Nice. Is that a yawn or a burp? Almost, <laughs> almost had some beer come up with that. That was gross. That was like, <laughs> that was like a yerp. <laughs> it. Uh, it just hey, kept listen, going. Quick, um, 